Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, welcoming you all in to what promises to be one of the shorter shows of all time, Bubba Joe, because Bubba Joe's tired, I'm tired, Oliver DJs is tired, and he's and he's hanging Hello. out. Hello. Hi. I did. I thought we were going to make it a surprise when I come over here. I thought, oh, I thought you weren't going to talk. Here, just, just, just cut that out. Oh, okay, I'll cut it out. Now, Oliver DJs is definitely not here. Don't worry about it. Uh, good evening. Benny Hill says, I'm not tired. Oh. All right. Okay. No, a short show. Forgot. Baba, Forgotten Sec is making fun of me. He says, a short show, so only four and a half hours. Yeah. Not today. Not today. Bubba Joe says he's exhausted as well. So let's break right in. Okay, let's jump right in to the festivities of the Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it. Hunter on 28, Spectre on 11, Gherkin on European 184. Thank you, Captain Q on uh, 57, Louis P on 20, Grungandola on 21. Shinzolo on 153, Prime on 53, Aquila Hawk on server 21, thank you. Uh, Enterprise Actual on 13, Pirate Yar on 34, Silverhawk on 49, Tarpy on 70, Elrose on 21, Crazy on 24, Dabrick on 21, Skawa on 22, Scalyback from the Outback on 193, Papa Smurf on 61, Graduated on 26, Vic on server 40, Jay Carlo on server 16, thank you. What's up, Mimi on 60 and 61, Zandies on server 12. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Let's move on over to the Twitch chat. Doug on server 38. What's going on? Yorg. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Krillian. Good evening and welcome in as a first-time chatter. What's going on? Taggart. No, not three and a half hours either. <laughs> Eblala on server 24 as well as Klingon Loki. Hypodermics hanging out in the chat as well. Vic on 40. Captain 4 of 1 on server 9. How you doing? Fantabulous on server 37. Klad on 74. Ransusi on server 27. Killer Penguin on 20. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of 21 here today. Grungadola, good evening to you uh, one and all. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, welcome. And your mic wasn't on. Okay, try it again. What's that? There's Oliver DJs wanted to surprise you guys. He just wanted to pop in and be like, oh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here. Uh, appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show. Uh, he wanted to surprise us by talking. I know. As opposed to what he said he was going to do, which was not talking. I know. I mean, I can't imagine where he gets the idea that talking is such a good idea. I got nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. I My appreciate class it. is very dang talkative. Very dang talkative, he says. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, yeah, I know. And Venadia, I thought Oliver wasn't here too. And he just popped in and surprised us. Well, actually, um, we're trying to, um, pull off a prank. I was here the whole time. <laughs> oh, well you got us. Daggone it. He absolutely got us, Bubba Joe. He was trying to pull a prank and, and he was well, here you, the entire time. Well, you know that. You know about that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I know about that. Yes. Uh, he knew about that. I knew about that, Bubba Joe. <laughs> he knew, I mean. 
<laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Good evening to you one and all. Uh, Bubba Joe is uh, is tired. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice too. It's just, I'm just drained, man. What what was what was during your day? You told me just a little bit ago, man. I'm kind of wiped, right? You said, man, it's been a day. Uh, how it was has. your it's How was your day? It's I been mean, a day. It's been a week. Yes, it has, hasn't it? Gosh. So uh, we're going to just go best fast these days. I'm sorry, what? Days go. Days go by fast. Gosh, I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> mine, mine do not go by so fast, Bubba Joe. So I, I do remember when that was the case. Uh, yeah, there was there was the day uh, when everything went by really fast. Uh, good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Okay, uh, we've got to get into the stupid news, of course. Oh yeah, uh, I drew a puppy. That's very nice. Look, he drew a puppy. All right. <laughs> You, oh, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm turning your mic off. We got we got work to do and we've got sleep to have. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to do, uh, of course, here on Twitch. We're going to take our first ad as we break into our stupid news. Bubba Joe, we do have a little bit to get into. As a matter of fact, I sent Bubba Joe his stupid news here just a little bit ago. So he has everything. And uh, we will get into our content tonight where we're going to talk a little bit more about Wave Defense, what we found in the Section 31 store, uh, continuing to get updates from Jules Verne with uh, regards to the Section 31 store cost. And uh, some strategy. Bubba Joe, I'm seeing a few more wave 10 out of 10s. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in to the show. Appreciate you guys all being here. Stick around uh, for the stupid news right after these words. It's time for the stupid news. Stupid, stupid news. news. Time for the news. You know, I'm pretty jealous news. of this Twitch. Are you, you're doing, that's Karkin's job, actually. Keep going, what? keep going. No. Uh, did you not hear him a second ago? He was just like, news, news. He did it. <laughs> he sure did. he wasn't doing new news, like from uh, the Kelsey brothers? Uh, I do have news from the Kelsey brothers uh, here today. But uh, no, he was, he was doing, Karkin, did you hear that? He was trying to take over. I caught it. Yeah, did you, you hear that? Yeah. Snuck it right in. Listen, do you guys want to have a competition? Here, why don't you try one and then Karkin can do one. Go I, ahead. I'll let him go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. My turn. <laughs> this is actually kind of cute and I like it. All right. I think mine's better. <laughs> you think? Uh, okay. All right. We'll, well, we'll let the community decide a little bit later. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Uh, Bubba Joe, I sent you your news. Hopefully you've got it. Uh, but uh, I've got a couple of news headlines for you guys. The travel booking company is now giving Wonka fans the opportunity to stay in a Wonka themed hotel suite for one night only. Uh, they're quit messing with your mic. Willy yes. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. You like Willy Wonka? Yeah. Mr. Beast made his um, own Willy Wonka. We don't talk back. about other streamers on our con. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mr. Beast, why don't you uh, why don't you share some of your audience over here and then we can we can. I'm a subscriber though. <laughs> Bubba, I also... I've got my eight year old son promoting other streamers oh, all in our server. Uh, he's not streaming. He normally does vlogs. Oh, okay. There you go. But to tell you guys something, I actually am subscribed to. You are subscribed to my channel. Thank you very much. Uh, Bubba Joe, these new Wonka-themed hotel suites are uh, based in New York, 
and Los Angeles, which is actually kind of cool. It means if you visit the one in LA and catch a ride with an Echo Uber, uh, poop on the sidewalks won't be the only brown stains you see. <laughs> yeah, guys, I have a good one. Oh, no. Are you going to tell a joke right now? Yeah. Oh, this is not going to go well. Why did the poop not go across the sidewalk? Wait, why did what? The poop not cross the sidewalk. Why? It got stuck on the ground. <laughs> that one, I'm sorry. That one, that one didn't go. Uh, Baba Joe and on camera discuss, uh, discuss. Hey, hey, I, I have a good one. All right, why dude, did, I've got to work, man. Why did the poop cross the road? Why did the poop cross the road? Somebody had to go to the gas station and take a crap. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tough crowd, says Jay Carlo. Like, just not not feeling it tonight. All right. An on-camera discussion for an Australian podcast. Hey, hey. No, stop. I have to work. An Australian podcast, Bubba Joe, <laughs> was interrupted by an eight-year-old boy this past week. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it was actually interrupted, Bubba, when a large snake emerged from the roof behind a participant's back. So they were doing a video podcast, kind of like what we do. Except that ugh, God, yeah. a big snake fell down from the roof, came down behind one of the uh, the podcast hosts. The snake is being heralded, actually, as a hero in the broadcast community, Bubba Joe, mainly because somehow he made a podcast interesting. <laughs> no, that's actually real. That was real. Uh, Bubba Joe Saw 11 is in production and... Uh, is now being uh, promoted with a release date of September. Is that Travis Kelsey that you would have you, on there? Would you, first of all, stop releasing my news. Second, <laughs> stop making noises and burping into the microphone. I'm turning you back off. Uh, Saw 11 is in the works with a planned release date of September 27th, 2024, Bubba Joe. The franchise turns 20 years old next year, so you can't expect Leonardo DiCaprio to start dating it, okay? <laughs> 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 would, would you stop? Baba, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one kid short by the end of the show. It's gonna happen. Travis Kelsey's in the news. Baba Joe, and I know you love I know you love this. Travis Kelsey reportedly planning to throw the best party possible for Taylor Swift's birthday, which is actually today. Happy birthday, T Swift. Alright. Just in case you just in case you want a most excellent birthday gift. I have a bow in the other room, and I can put it right here on my face. Okay, would you? I have something to say. Oh, my. Do you know Travis Kelsey is in love with Taylor Leave me alone about it. Travis Kelsey is uh, is planning this uh, this big birthday party today. He wants it, Bubba Joe, to be the opposite of a Chiefs game in that people would actually be excited to attend. All right, so... Uh, yes. <laughs> Wait, oh, hit the wrong button. Jennifer Aniston is in the news. Jennifer Aniston revealing that she did not use an intimacy coordinator when filming her, her uh, love scene with John Hamm on The Morning Show, which is on Apple TV. Instead, apparently, allegedly, what she did is uh, what every other woman does and faked it all on her own. She was great. <laughs> Somehow that joke feels awkward with 
Oliver sitting here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna stop. And done. All right, Bubba Joe. Uh, it's time for the news. Uh, time for the sports, rather. With uh, Talking Trek sports anchor, Bubba Joe. Bubba, what do you got for us? Bubba. Bubba. I bet he passed B- out. Bubba. He probably... Sorry. Bu- Sorry. Yeah, there on mute. Did you, did you fall asleep? Hey, probably. I did not fall asleep. <laughs> Bubba, what's going on in the world of sports today, buddy? What do you got? Cleveland Browns star Miles Garrett ripped the, ref- the referees following the team's win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pro athletes these days whine and cry so much that Gatorade bottles are now being replaced with baby bottles. <laughs> Wait a second. Didn't they win? Didn't they win? Uh, they did. But he's still whining about it. Okay. Let's check. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Bubba Joe, in the world of sports? Um, No. What? <laughs> Wait a second. I sent you another one. I don't. <laughs> Why don't you want to read that one? Joe Flacco has been named the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback for the rest of the season uh-huh. after beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, yes, yes. And Browns fans would be super excited if they didn't have a touchy-feely quarterback that's costing them $240 million for the next three years. That's not what I wrote, Bubba. And that's Bubba Joe's you realize You realize the Cleveland Browns significantly better with Joe Flacco than they are Deshaun Watson. I know. It's just funny. I mean, he's like, what, 72 years old now or something like that? Right. Uh, so, like, <laughs> that should say something. Like, they should be upset that they're paying this guy who's I got know. some touchy-feely problems. I know. Uh, so much money guaranteed they can't get out of for the next, like, four years. Yeah, well. And they've got this guy who's, like, 92 <laughs> or DJ's age. <laughs> Who can come in off the bench and be like, I'm so much better than this guy. Joe Flacco is actually doing pretty good with him right now, which is interesting because he's had, a, he's, you know, struggled a little bit here and there, but doing all right. All right. There's your, uh, your stupid news. Welcome back in everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, thank you so very much. Um, who Bubba Joe. Nothing from hockey. Nothing from what? Hockey. Hockey. Ho- hockey's a thing. It's hockey. <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> Is that the sport that's played with the flat ball that kind of rests back into a disc? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't sound very hard, Bubba Joe. Have you seen the hoops on those cords? I mean, they're like a whole, they're like six feet wide. All right. Actually, I mean, they're smaller than that. They're about four feet tall. Don't you have homework to do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's why you're out here. Do your homework. Uh, welcome in to the show, everybody. Uh, Bubba Joe, wave defense. We, we've done a little bit of digging. We've done a little bit of learning. Um, there's, I'll be honest with you. Bubba Joe and I were talking about this earlier this evening. We had a couple of show topics that we wanted to kind of bring to you guys a little bit, but nothing super in-depth if, if we really wanted to be honest with you. We wanted to touch a little bit on some updates and what's going on with G6. Uh, unfortunately, we are still trying to coordinate uh, with game design to get a guest on to talk to us a little bit about the G6 economy and G6 experience uh, and whether or not Bubba Joe will finally uh, sit down and be wrong when it comes to hazards and how amazing they are. Um, that being said, I also, <laughs> yeah, 
I also want to talk to game design about the experiment that is being run with hazards and find out if there are opportunities to experience those throughout other areas of the game. Uh, and I know a lot of people have talked about that. Bubba, briefly, before we get into wave defense, and I know that you cringe every time I talk about hazards, uh, you, you cringe every time we talk about this feature. <laughs> Has it improved for you guys up there in G6? Are you starting to get access to tools? Are you starting to discover ways to engage with this space, or do you feel like it's as rough as it was on, on launch day? If you have not progressed to the point where you can ignore hazards, there are no improvements to dealing with hazards. Now, what you, what you mean by that is there are, what we have found is that there are warp systems that are farther up, right, that are allowing you to not have to do your mining, not have to do your, your daily hostile grind in systems that are causing you damage to, the, to, to your ships. There right? were already systems to do your hostile grind and mining that were not in hazard space. But you cannot complete the hazard mining or the hazard hostile hitting outside of a hazard space. So how and does if that... if you're not engaging in hazards, then you do not get to progress in the minor skins that improve the Selkie or more importantly, superhighways. So, Bubba, let me ask, and, and I have to ask this question, because one of the things you said at the very beginning was the fact that tools were not available, right? You said that there were no ways for you to be able to resist or defend yourself against hazards, but you're talking about uh, skins now that come from... I don't know. Are they paid? I mean, tell me a little bit about where some of these defenses are coming from. We talked about the particles early on, but you do have to engage in hazard space to earn the particles, to do the research that's going to provide you some natural defense. But you're also talking Correct. about skins. Are those paid or are those also grindable in your faction store? And and why is that not satisfactory when it comes to uh, hazard defense? The skins are absolutely grindable in the faction store for hazard particles. So again, why is that bad? So hang on, DJ. In order to get the skins that help you, mm -hmm. you have to engage in hazards, which you don't yes. want to do until you have the skins to help you with hazards. Growing pains, man. Got to learn to walk before you run, right? What? No. <laughs> like <laughs> We're going to do this again. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba. Adam rambles. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. What, what do he say? I don't see it anywhere. It's bad because I want it now. No, no that's not what this I is. don't. I don't think that's it. I, obviously, nobody wants to die, right? Nobody wants the damage. Nobody wants to die. I get that. Nobody wants the extra repair bills. I get that. But what is it that you expect me to do, DJ? What is it? I'm a fresh op 60. Okay. Yeah. I now have a hazard daily. What is it that you would like me to do? Engage. I can't. Yes, you My can. My miner dies in that system before I've mined 100 resources. Well, you can do the hostile one, right? Uh, if my if my G5 epic miner or G5 epic ship has enough range, which needs to be a relatively high tier to do so, mm -hmm. eight plus, okay, I might be able to complete the daily uh, on a couple of holes. 
Do you think Riker would help since he makes the ship go fast now? No. <laughs> K-9-2 the says Prime option, quickly. The only option is to buy the Prime, which we always knew there was going to be a Prime, and to advance to 63 and a Tier 4 Selkie. Those are your, oh, that is the only path of progression. So you're saying that in G6, with regards to hazards, there is a path of progression that you can engage in without even touching hazards by getting the Selkie, for example. No. So in order to use that, in order to use that, to get that research, which helps you engage in hazards, you have to have hazard particles which means you've had to suffer through with the hostile one for more days than you would have had you been able to engage in the mining one. Okay. I was just curious if it had gotten any better. I mean, it, it sounds nope. to me, it sounds to me they like... They have done nothing to improve hazards. The only thing that you can do is pay to progress the only thing that you can do pay to get to 63 build your selkie and that's the only option you have there are no other paths there's no strategy there's no well let me see if i've got some other research there are other researches that deal with hazards that only apply to faction ships okay what about Doesn't help you what about the hazard particles that come from the third daily milestone chest I mean, it's not as much as if you do the other dailies, but I mean, it's still there, right? So I mean, if you wanted to use that and that alone to progress in the hazard tree without doing anything else in hazards, yeah. you would be doing that for about four months to get the first research of about four that you need. And that's before we start talking about things that you actually need, like superhighways. In other see, this is... This is a challenge for me, man. And I know we need to get to wave defense, guys. I just Bubba wanted to bring it up, and I didn't know if we should spend a lot of time on it or not. I uh, did not want to bring up hazards because you are simply wrong. <laughs> okay. That sounds about right for free to play. Just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. There is one player in this audience, and I saw him post, that thinks that hazards is interesting and provides a challenge. And when I talked to him, what it was was, this is different than G5, therefore it's something to figure out. And then when you ask him, did you actually enjoy this? And he said, no, this was terrible. My only option was to advance in ops levels, pay hundreds of billions of tritanium to try and get out of hazards being the bane of my existence. Okay, all right. Fine, Baba. I, I... Okay. I resign. I wasn't, I wasn't, we didn't have to. No, it's not me, Vic. It's, I'm not the, per, I don't get to play in them. I want to play in them, but I don't get to. Oh God, you do not. I do. I told um, you, if you want to experience hazards, let me come to your house and kick you in the balls every time your ship leaves a base. And then I'll kick you in the balls every time you hit a hostel. And I'll kick you in the balls every time you put a miner on a mining. We don't talk. And every single time you try to do something, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> now you can experience hazards how's that feel game junior says uh using exos he can get hazard mining done in one hull for each ship oh two there are so exos for mining speed 
that's what he says. He says two selfies. Because there are no exos for re- for uh, resistance. You know, that might be true, Gradumacated. Hazards are to Bubba what Forbidden Tech was to me in the beginning. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. I really did hate it. Okay. All right. Well, there. that's, that's that. All right. <laughs> Look, if Hazards... So, there are ways that Hazards could have been interesting. Okay? Let's say Hazards, instead of taking a percentage of full per second, said, okay, I'm going to subtract a specific whole amount. So that if you bring a weak miner or a low-level miner, it's going to take off so much per. And if you bring an advanced miner that has lots of whole health, or you research in whole health, or you crew with an officer that adds whole health, you get to spend longer time there. That would have been a strategy to deal with hazards that is outside of just having hazard resistance. But they didn't do that. There was nothing that you can do. There were no strategies other than getting hazard resistance, which was locked behind advancing ops. Let me ask this. And and maybe, maybe this was a piece of content that that wasn't designed to be engaged with right up here on day one. Uh, Yar says that really you're not forced to engage in the hazard mechanic at all until op 66. So by that time, you would have other ships. By that time, you would have the time with the particles and you would have the opportunity to kind of begin and ramp up your engagement with that. Is that the case? I mean, do, do you have to participate in hazards right now? Was this a so, stretch goal that that we kind of missed that we weren't supposed to be doing on day one? Um, no. Why not? So, what you need hazards for is research. And some of that research is hazards, and some of it is not. Some of it is dealing with uh, additional damage for armadas, plus the unlocking of the superhighways. Without the superhighways, you are looking at warp times that exceed 15 minutes. The armada damage doesn't sound like that's really that important No, right but now. I'm saying is, is they're using hazards to restrict access to other research. And it is a block to get to future research. Okay. So if you're not supposed to engage in it in day one, then why is this research able to be done at Op 60? Maybe they finally removed a bunch of dependencies that we always complain about. I don't know. I'm not saying that I take that position. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm trying to present some of the stuff from the chat because there are people that are interested in this mechanic. There are people that are no, playing in the mechanic. there are not. If you ask them, oh, come on, if you ask them, they are not... Okay, Zero if you people. have if there are G3, Zero. G4, and G5 players that are interested in this mechanic, I will tell them the same thing I have told you. If you want to experience hazards, I will kick you in the balls All every right, time stop, you try to do man, something. Do in Oliver's this game. right here. <laughs> we don't talk about balls. Stop. You don't talk about it either. All right. <laughs> I mean, there are people interested. Now, in all fairness. Truthfully, G3, 4, and 5, we don't have the right to pass judgment. We don't have the right to say, you know, this is something that that should be great. It doesn't affect us in any way, so we don't really get to sound off on that. Really, what I'm interested in is primarily the people who are getting to plan it. But, Bubba, I'm here to tell you it's not zero. It's not zero, but I am interested. 
in trying to find a way to make it better. I am interested in trying to find a way to make it more enjoyable. And I'm wondering if the, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's now exocomps. Now, they're not being sourced yet, but they've apparently been built, Bubba Joe. Um, I guess, depending on what the sourcing for these things could look like, do you think that that provides an opportunity for an in-game currency exchange? Does that provide an opportunity for engagement with hazards that be that's starting to become less and less intolerable? Of course. Depends on what those exos do. Depends on if mm-hmm. they are um, for all ships or if they're faction-specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it would really depend on what the exo actually does. Do we have information on what the exos are doing at this point? I don't get to see them, Bubba. And I don't know because they're not they sourced. They don't exist. Okay. Or do they? They are coded in the game and are inaccessible to all players. They are inaccessible at this current time, but they are in the game, not not being sourced, but we now see them. And that's what I was asking. Do we get much data? Can we see any of the of the data that is coming from the exos? Do we see their effectiveness or do we just see that there's a uh, uh, a resistance exo at this point? Uh, Lightbull put it in the chat. Oh, okay. Let's... Uh, they're Galaxy Exocomps. Where did we get this data? How did we get this data? Is this real really data? You want to know? Is it real data? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care as long as it's real. Is it real, Bubba? You might know better than I. I that don't know. is what I've seen. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So uh, I'll throw it in the graphics room uh, for you guys. It looks like there's four Exocomps, Galaxy in Nature, that uh, are going to be coming out. And uh, we'll uh, take a look at that in the graphics room here. One hour at a plus 25% resistance. Now, Bubba, one thing that we have learned about resistance is that it is subtractive at this point, right? So if you yes. these XOs are not even giving you immunity, if you went into a level one hazard system, you basically have slowed down your death. And let's be honest here about what this is, because I would like to see these a little bit more potent, Bubba Joe. 25% buys you two and a half minutes. That right, I mean that's that's what this is. If we're in a level one system where we're doing uh, what is it, one percent? You have to remind me, one percent damage every five seconds. All right, then what do we have? Eight and a half minutes of life. So we slowed that down by twenty twenty five percent. You got eleven minutes now. Does that sound roughly about right? Uh, something like that. So this is these exos. I, I haven't seen these yet. All right. To be honest with you, Bob, I'm a little bit disappointed in their potency, if I'm just being honest. What what is your reaction to these? I mean, if these came out, does this this can't make you it happy? It doesn't help solve the mining issue at all. No. It doesn't look like it. I mean, not for two and a half extra minutes. Um, so anyway, yeah, I hadn't seen these yet. So I, I didn't know. That's that's why I was I genuinely was asking. I hadn't seen the values yet. I was kind of hoping that they were like, you know you know, one hour at, at 100% or, or 150% because they're subtractive. I mean, Bubba, looking at this XO right here, this to me feels a little bit worthless. However, however, if you buy the Prime, okay, if you buy the Prime, which is a 75% hazard resistance, then 25% gets you all the way to 100%. 
which is still only good for a level one hazard system. Correct. Which they silently, because Scopely doesn't do anything uh, that's good and tell anyone about it, they silently changed one of the mining systems to be a level one hazard system. What was it? A level two before? or All of the mining systems were level two. Oh, so they, they actually improved one, made it a level one. Well, congratulations, Bubba. You've got two and a half extra minutes uh, <laughs> that you can mine in there. I, I do acknowledge the math. That doesn't sound like it solves the problem. But again, you know, we're looking at, at potential nickels and dimes uh, for improving your ability to engage in hazards. And, and so I wanted to, you know, to kind of talk about it. If hazards change, right, if the hazard in this system was different than the hazard in another system, or if uh, the hazards did different things, like there's a hazard for if your ship is impulsing versus if your ship is stationary, right? Or if there's a hazard that is targeting you uh, when you warp in, right? Like, there are ways that this could have been interesting. This is garbage. Um, real quick, Retro Hunter says all mining systems are level two or higher, and that's what Bubba's just saying. Bubba, just for those who are engaging in this content currently, can you provide the name of the system uh, that I is can. currently been dropped to level one? And I'm going to actually see... If I can, I, I doubt I'm going to be able to actually effectively show you this, guys. I might be able to. Where is it, Bubba Joe? Is it in, is it, is there only one system? Is it in faction space or are you guys independent space right now? It is independent space. It is Corfit. Q-O-R-F-I-T. Q-O-R-F-I-T. And I'm not seeing it here unless. I'm taking a quick peek to see if I can. Am I looking right over it? I see Omega Aurora, Lek Lekin, Exron. It is just north of the new G6 Klingon space. Oh, I'm in the wrong wrong area. Okay. Okay. So I was much farther north. So what are those other systems up there? It's interesting. Okay. So uh, you're referring to, here it is, right here. QR Fit. It's a level 62 system. And this system has been dropped to a level one hazard, all right? A level one hazard, which is a mining system. Obviously, I'm not showing the mining um, uh, icons because I can't get there, but this is a level one system that will allow you guys the opportunity to go in there and at least, you know, be able to mine if you have engaged in the hazard defenses that you've got already. Excuse me, sir. Thank you. Um, on top of that, Bubba Joe, there are some other systems that you can get to. Putz is also calling for a new system uh, are are you being serious? I can't. I don't. Is that a real system, Bubba Joe? That Putz put in the chat, or is he making a joke? Uh, I think he's making a joke. Uh, okay. Uh, you wouldn't know by looking at at you know some of the names of systems in this game. So right here, uh, for those of you who are looking retro hunter, if this is the one that you're looking for, here is your saving grace and a silent buff, as Bubba Joe points out. They did not indicate. Uh, publicly that they had dropped this one to a level one hazard, but it is there. And, okay. and as, as canine tooth points out, it is only has gas and crystal. If you want, or you're screwed. There you go. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, really dude, I'm trying to work. So don't drop your laptop, dude. He just dropped his laptop on the floor. Bubba, do you remember that, that nice new laptop rig that I got? You remember me showing that to you last time we were together? You remember the, the corner? Uh, the corner yes. of the monitor that's that's bent and and like 
crooked is because he dropped that laptop. I mean, kids these days, no respect. No respect. Oh, it was an accident. Yeah, if you had to pay for it, you wouldn't make accidents like that. Um, All right, so there you go. Retro, see, look here. Retro Hunter says, Bubba, before we move on, I I just want to respond to this super quick. Bubba Joe, uh, Retro Hunter, uh, respond to this comment, please. It is not as bad as Bubba Joe is making it out to be. Response, Bubba. It is, so if you advance to 66 and you buy the Prime and you have a Tier 4 Selkie, it is not as bad as I'm making it out to be. If you do all of those things... Hazards are tolerable. Now we know what Bubba Joe wants for Christmas. All right. He wants a tier four Selkie. All right. (laughs) I have a tier four Selkie and I am op 63. And you have the prime. Yes. Bubba. (laughs) Oh, you crack me up with this. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to wave defense. Any uh, real quick. Are there any other. Uh, questions, Bubba. I know we didn't. You didn't necessarily really want to talk about hazards, and I'm not wanting to spend a ton no, of time on D6. Nothing has changed. All right, and fair enough. Yet you wanted to bring it up. Oh yeah, because I, I still like poking you. Anyway, um, then let's talk a little bit about G6 while we've got a few minutes left in this segment. And again, I'm not necessarily trying to to make this a, a whale show, um, but because we've got some wave defense that I want to touch on, and I kind of end up flipping these uh, out of order, Bubba Joe, but. There was some stuff that you wanted to address about G6. Is it more of like an AMA? Is it more of an FYI? What is it that you wanted to kind of discuss with regards to the G6 uh, experience here? Um, so with G6, um, they did some, ch- they'd obviously changed some things. They changed Sigma resources, um, which means they get to screw around with resources in a way that is unsustainable. Um, which is just scopely, very scopely of them. Um, the converter, right? The, the converter that was there the first month was actually acceptable. Mm-hmm. It actually made sense. It actually made converting resources seem useful. The position that scopely has put the whales in now is that they've, they've provided a converter that is embarrassingly bad. Um, I want to say that the first month's converter, uh, you could do like 10 chests for like 17 trillion steel and get, you know, a sizable chunk of Sigma steel. And now uh, the the chest is like, well, let me see if I can find it because I obviously have not redeemed it. I know it's second. it's expensive. We've seen some of those numbers. Uh, and you know that uh, I was an advocate is, for it that. It is now 65 trillion steel for less than half of what you got in Sigma Steel, right? So it went up by a factor of five, and you get less than half. Yeah, it yeah. is It is certainly not a, an attractive uh, conversion in any way, so, shape, or form. Here is my recommendation. Oh, thank you. Thank you, K9. That's, that's great. So it was $17 trillion to get 240,000 Sigma, and now it's 65 trillion to get 84,000 sigma. So it's you get about a third for five times the cost. Yeah, I see that. Um, it's yeah. It's not a so, good it's not a good refine. Thing. Uh, here's for the sure. thing. Op 60 players, 60 plus players are still getting regular steel, right? And because Scopely couldn't figure out how to make this work, 
they have to give steel, right? Because they're going to continue releasing buildings and research and things like that, that op 60 plus players are going to have to progress through. So they're going to need some of these resources, right? Okay. But here's the problem, Scopely. I have been burning down my steel as much as I could get my hands on it. And of all things, updating my generators so that when I do go to zero, I can use the generators to collect a token amount of Sigma resources, okay? In less than a month, that number has grown to over 100 trillion steel. Now, can I get a mid-ops 40 and a, and a low-ops 50 to tell me how much steel comes in their pack right now? Not 100 trillion. Um... I wouldn't mind having 100 trillion steel. Uh, if I go and I look at the the core pack, Bubba Joe, just the, you know, kind of keeping apples and apples, right? Using the uh, regular good old-fashioned economy barometer, the Ultra Station Upgrade Pack, I am looking as far as steel, I am looking at 6.4 trillion. Okay. So I got a 53 that posts 1.2 trillion, uh, a 44 that's not even a trillion. I don't know what if that's, you know, a few hundred million, a few hundred billion. Um, 55 is, yeah, about 5 trillion. Um, 95 billion at 45. Okay. DJ, how many 95 billions are there in 100 trillion? <laughs> so, uh, a thousand? Is that right? Or 10,000? <laughs> I don't know. I think a thousand. A thousand, yeah. So, because Scopely has decided. Because Scopely has decided to make this converter absolutely horrendous. I, as an Op 63, am going to choose to deny Scopely roughly a thousand pack purchases of my fellow G4 and G5 brethren. Now, maybe it's not a thousand for G5, maybe it's only a hundred for G5 or a thousand G4. But I think all whales should do that. We should globally deny the reason for these players to buy packs. I think that we should unify and deny Scopely these hundreds or thousands of packs per 60 plus player per server. And I have to imagine that's going to add up and that's probably going to dent their bottom line. Do so. And, and let me I ask think until the original refinery that launched on the first month is restored. I think that all G6 players should start doing this. Be, be real careful, man. <laughs> I It's a viable strategy for for VIPs that want to, to assist their alliance mates and things like that. I get that, okay? Just want to be careful about, you know, calling for a unifying action or anything like that here. But but it is, it's very viable. Look at this screenshot. Uh, this is from Canine Tooth, all right? I mean, it, it's it's... It's honestly kind of crazy, really, how much resources you guys are getting. So let me just ask, on your server, Bubba Joe, if you were to open uh, your base, if you were to say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up the base, and we're going to just, you know, for a couple hours. You know what? Listen, I did it. I did it for 24 hours, guys, and, and I kept getting people ask if I was quitting, if I was leaving, and I was like, no, I just, you know, I was just giving away resources. I'm only a 56, and I was giving away resources. Um, what were what we're potentially saying here is that what they've done with these humongous banks 
of resources is they've kind of come back and and all of a sudden i mean not that the amalgam was never not valuable but i mean can you imagine taking a single scoop that has more resources than your current pack does and sure and, so, and I, I ask though i am curious and and maybe this is a me thing so so please nobody be offended by this but do people at my level, I know some some higher ops maybe do. Do people at my level or, or down, do you buy packs for resources? Because I don't usually. I, I have bought for Dill before. I have bought for Dill. But I don't typically buy for steel. But some people are saying yes. Uh, Engineer has said yes. Uh, Game Junior has said yes. Doomsday says yes. Most of it, Zandy says I had to this past weekend. A lot of people are talking about mats. Mortman says only usually the special ones. And I'm kind of with you, Mortman. Like, you know, I, I just said if there was like a new research pack that came out with a, with a bunch of dill, then I would probably do that. But yeah, I am kind of curious uh, about resources if that is a driving factor. Now, on the other hand, Bubba, I know that it is for some people because you some of the higher level players have actually reached out to me uh regarding my pack design and said listen you know sell pack with just gobs and gobs of trite we'll buy it you know what i'm saying i've been told that so i know that there's a market out there for it i just wonder if if there's enough people to do that if this mechanic or if this cooperative activity amongst your server would actually drive concern from from the offices of culver city you know what i'm saying like, do they care that you're giving away steel? Well, do people buy packs think, for steel? I think that if they watch pack sales from ops 40 and 50 players take a dip universally across the board, I think they might, you know, of course that would involve them actually looking at the analytics of where pack sales are being driven from, um, which, you know, who knows if they actually are looking at that. He is spicy um, tonight, isn't he? I am. So <laughs> He's spicy tonight. I think I think the only way we are going to get this refinery back, which universally is the only refinery that the G6 players are considering using. Like, I'm sure that it has been tempting to some players to go, well, they got the refinery and I can't use this steel for anything else. Might as well do a redemption. But it's such a terrible return. Um I cannot fathom ever wanted to use that um and i think that there are enough people at specific ops levels that have bought packs simply for resources now maybe it doesn't exist in g4 anymore maybe the economy has shifted so much that that's not a thing it was when i went through g4 it i mean certainly a case in g5 i still i mean here's the thing i'm not going to say that resources aren't important i i think that resources uh, can be earned relatively quickly. Mimi says, I mean, the value of the spicy pickle is in the resource payouts, and look how tightly Scopely's been controlling uh, the spicy pickle sourcing, and I don't disagree. Um, I'm just, maybe I'm looking at it from a, like a need-it-now kind of perspective because I can accumulate. Well, you guys know, I got zeroed. What was it? When did we actually do that? A week ago? Two weeks ago? I don't remember. You guys know. Uh, but I mean, I'm already back up to one and a half trillion steel and I did buildings this past weekend for the, for the SMS. So, I mean, I, I probably have recovered between three and four trillion steel since I was rated. Putt says that was two weeks ago. So uh, I have earned 
not through pack sales. I've earned $4 trillion in the last two weeks. Now, do I sometimes come across something, Bubba, where I need something faster, need something right now? Sure. Then maybe I, I look at buying a pack. I'm just, uh, I'm kind of wondering. You sure you haven't gotten steel from packs? I'm trying to think if I bought, I bought the Wave Defense $100 Battle Pass. I think that's the only thing I've paid for so far. Okay. I'm trying to think. There might have been a second pack. No, I haven't bought the monthly pack yet. Of course, Divine, I buy packs. I do buy packs. But um, I'll trust that you. I, I trust you. I'm not trying to say that you, you know, I know you've bought this pack or anything like that. No, I definitely, I did uh, buy. I know that I bought Luther Sloan. Here, I'll show you. Because uh, I got him. By the way, I did want to actually touch on Luther Sloan, uh, which we could talk about here in a minute, Bubba Joe, uh, real quick, to to address something that I thought I, I was listening back to the talking in cars earlier today, actually, because I was trying to think about some of the stuff that we needed to circle back on. Listen, the mid-month patch just came out, right? So, like, what was the concern on day one, and where are we with it right now? So that was one thing I wanted to talk about. But I, I don't remember picking anything else up. Although Bubba, That's, it does. You, you may not have. Well, no. It. I mean, I clearly must have bought a second pack. I'm back up to four million latinum, so I must have bought a second pack. I just don't remember what it was. I don't know what it was. That's fine. I don't remember. So, I mean, there could have been some steel in that. Um. Anyway, long story short, I, I was just curious about about the whole resource thing. I, you know. Uh. By so, the way, I, wasn't this supposed to be fixed in the mid month patch, or does that come out tomorrow? The timers on the buildings. Mine are still uh, saying tomorrow. So. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's the chest. To, it's the it's the thing tomorrow. Okay, so there is a mid month patch coming up tomorrow where they they uh, have talked about fixing a couple things, which we actually could talk about real quick before we go to our first break. Uh, and I do want to um, actually take. I also let me. So even if even if you know I'm the only whale that feels this way, and I'm the only one who is willing to go through something like this, I want you guys to think about the rest of you out there. Everyone talks about, which correctly, prior to G6's launch, how an individual whale could tilt a server's incursions. Oh, they gosh. log off. They forgot to shield. Yeah. And and uh, you, DJ, I mean, the math is there. The math supports oh. that an individual whale can absolutely tilt an incursion. Oh, right? dude, you look at these new numbers. These new numbers are radical. Right. Right? They're just, again. You don't want the whales to be sitting on this much no original resource <laughs> no this does actually skew incursions all over again I mean, it really does or we get rid of rating and scoring on incursions again i remind you these are the raw resources right now the canine tooth is holding so whoever gets to go up against that server i mean and again obviously he's not going to throw it for a server but i'm just saying how many points right here if he did lose cell phone battery for 10 minutes bubba joe how many points would be scored? You know oh, what I'm saying? Amalgam scoops would be trillions. Single scoops would be trillions. Yes. I mean, good God. You know? And so just, just saying, man, this is kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, all right. Uh, Bubba Joe, any other any other topic points for G6 that you wanted um, to uh, so, inform? So, I mean, the, the it, other pain points for G6, the other pain points for G6 are dealing with speed ups, which we've kind of hinted on. Mm -hmm. Um 
and the ships, right? I mean, there is, uh, people are trying to figure out what Scopely was thinking by neutering all of the interceptors and no one's ever, no one's been able to figure that out yet. Um, as a matter of fact, I do have some data that was sent over. Uh, and again, let me be real clear. And I'm, I do apologize. You know, Bubba warned me of this and I said, well, you know, it, it deserves content. We really, we haven't done any G6 content other than me making fun of Bubba Joe with hazards. Uh, we've not done any analytics on G6. And so I know that there are players out there that are probably totally disenfranchised with this content. But let me be super clear. Also, there are players, Bubba Joe, that I'm reading in the chat right now that are saying, you know, hey, I actually really do kind of appreciate this. Maybe you're in the mid-50s, you're in the upper 50s, and you're like, man, listen, maybe it's not my time. Maybe it's not my time to ascend right now. You know, I, I'm kind of wanting to maybe... Just hang out here for a minute. Look, uh, Hunter saying, you know, would love to learn a little bit more about G6. So that's why we're doing the content. We have actually gotten people asking about that. So, I, again, I know that for an Ops 35 or 40, this is not uh, super engaging content, but we do try our best to, to touch all spectrums. And, and this is uh, a little bit of a challenge when you're talking about G6. We do have the patch notes we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about Luther Sloan. We are going to talk about skill points, and we're going to talk about wave defense uh, coming up here shortly. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to give Bubba probably about ten more minutes here on this segment. Bubba, uh, I don't know if you can see on your screen uh, if you are home, but I'm going to put this in the graphics room as well. This was actually sent to me. Can you tell me what we're looking at here? Now, I personally have not dug into the math, but here's what was sent to me. Okay, mm -hmm. this chart demonstrates pre-mitigation DPR of the G6 ships. Well, I mean, it's, DPR is, avoids mitigation all entirely, right? DPR right, it's is just, just the amount of outbound damage. damage. Right. Yes. So tell me what we're looking at here, because, because when we're looking at the uncommons, we got the Federation Akira, we got the Romulan Minerva, and the Klingon Negvar. The yes. Minerva is an explorer, but yes. what a weird... Thing. I mean, it, it's front-loaded, right? You got a good DPR in round one. You got nothing in round two. Yeah, it has no weapons that fire in round two. No weapons whatsoever. Then you take a look at the Klingon battleship, the Negbar, which mm -hmm. has a decent DPR in round one, has a spectacular DPR in round two, and then you look at rounds three, four, and five, and, and it remains good. You look at the Federation Akira, it just looks like crap. The Minerva kind of looks like crap. I mean, if if I'm just spitballing here, if I'm just looking at raw numbers, there's only one faction in G6, and it ain't Romulan anymore. Romulan has kind of controlled G3 to a certain extent. I know people love the Enterprise, but the Augur was very capable. In G4, it was all about the Romulans, the Pylum, the Dideradex. Uh, G5, it, it's same... Yeah, the Dideradex was G5. Uh, uh, the G4... Uh, yeah, it was G4 the Dideradex. the Pylum. Pylum. Pylum uh, and Tribune. Tribune! That's what I was thinking. The Dideradex was the G5. But yeah, the Tribune. I mean, again, Romulan ships, G5. You're looking at the Dideradex. Although... Um, of course, the Sanctus is amazing, which is a Romulan ship. We're also seeing some really positive results out of the Klingon uh, epic, uh, 
you're going to have to help me with names, Bubba Joe. The Hegta. Rotaran. Rotaran. Yeah, Rotaran. Oh, yes. Um, but both of those, really, really good ships. We continue to see really weird balance. Federation ships just not really getting the love here. Um, but I'm seeing a clear pattern here. Just in DPR. Well, just so, the damage so output. It, the pattern is consistent, right? So, so here's the thing. Interceptors are garbage. And if you look at this, taking that piece of information... Can you tell me which of those is an interceptor, DJ? Well, of course, it's the Federation Uncommon, which it always is. Uh, they, and which rare? Uh, and that would have the, let's see, the it would be the Romulan one for the rare. Correct. The Velox. what does that mean for the Epic? Well, that means that the Klingon Epic is going to stink. Yep. So your thought was... The only thing worth investing in G6 is the Klingons because their first ship and their second ship are pretty good. But then and the third ship, the third ship is terrible. As long as you terrible. want the third ship to be garbage. Yeah. So you almost have to go with a double, with a dual faction uh, kind of thing here. I mean, if you're ranking the ships, Bubba Joe, clearly, um, I mean, the Romulan, if you can, if you can end the battle quickly, I guess the the Explorer is good. For the Romulan series at the Uncommon, the Interceptors are bad. The Battleship looks good. Uh, in the Rare series, you know, again, you got this weird thing. You got the Kaskari, which is the Explorer, right? That's the Klingon Explorer, which, again, has no firing pattern in round two. It's the oddest, weirdest thing. But now you look at DPR in round one. Okay, fine, skip two. But even three, four, and five are significantly stronger Uh this kind of comes back to the Burrell. It kind of comes well, back to... Think about it this way, DJ. The Cori. So if if the Minivera and the Koskari were to spread that damage across two rounds, just say equally, it would be it's, around the same. So it's for, the, strong. for the Uncommon, yeah. it would be a little bit less. And for the Rare, it'd be a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, okay. So that's... I can get I can get down with that. What the heck did they do to the Interceptor? <laughs> well the the interceptor i don't know what they did to the interceptor the interceptor has always been the glass cannon it's fine for the interceptor to have weak hull it always has but the interceptor has always thrown out massive shots i mean it's it's just it's it's the cannon right it, the the interceptor is our version of the go home cannon so you look at the dpr of all of these interceptors it is quite odd they have definitely definitely uh, come in here maybe with the idea of trying to control damage output, but they only did it for one series of ship. And maybe that's the idea, Bubba Joe. Maybe they know that the interceptors are using hull breach, they're using criticals, so they're trying to start them out with a lower base. What the result Ma is, is they're getting, they missed the mark. These things are getting massively overwhelmed. May, may I offer some speculation that is wild and outrageous? Of course. Okay. So we all know the quality of game design that Scopely has. And I'm sure that somewhere along the way, Beck reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to see the global statistics for this game? What ships people are flying, uh, what ships they're destroying, and mm -hmm. all, the, all these happy statistics that we all got in our five-year anniversary videos, yeah. right? And they showed that to game design, and they went, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's flying an interceptor. God, we got to do something about that. Let's fix interceptors in G6 so that they won't want to fly interceptors in G6 anymore. We got to balance this out, get more people flying explorers and battleships. 
I mean, may, maybe. I do think, all right, I, not wild and outrageous. I do think that they were trying to actually not necessarily balance ownership in the game. I think they were trying to control crit and damage and hull breach and, and damage output. I genuinely, so, I mean, they've heard us talking about that for months and months. I do think that they were trying to do that, but it's, it is, it's a, I mean, we do know that hull breach works on any, any ship, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> yes, hold on. I'm just, I'm just checking. I, I just want to and, make. And, and all <laughs> other ships also do critical damage. Yeah. Let me, let me have to be flying. Let me just, let me just ask you guys to raise your hands. If you know that hull breach and criticals work on all three ship types. Am I, am I the only so, one? Just, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Then, <laughs> so then, so this is just uncommons and rares, right? Yeah. And so if you pull up the epics. Which I don't have. I, have. I didn't actually get it. So do you have it? have the firing pattern to end all firing patterns. Okay. Do, do you and have that, that chart? I mean, I'd like to see I it. I have no idea what they're doing. Can, can I see it? Do you have it? Do you have the side uh, by side? I don't have the DPR chart, but I can pull up a uh, firing pattern on FT SDFC.space. Okay, here, let me pull that up. Uh, and you can tell people what you're what you're referring to here. So I'll, I'll pull up right, SDFC.space. So what, what do you want to pick one? Because they're all the same. What do you want to pick out? I don't care. Uh, let's just go with the uh, let's go with the Romulan battleship G6 Epic. All right, the Scimitar, because that's the one everybody seems to be excited about, right? The Scimitar yep, yep. is is the big baddie of G6. People so, are talking about it being the 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 just the well, the bee's knees up the there. Bee's in G6. Knees, yeah. Yes. So how many shots does it fire in round one? One. How many shots does it fire in round two? Two. And round three? Two. And round four? Two. And round five? Three. So now here's the trick question. Okay. So we've got three shots. Is that in one weapon or three weapons? Oh no. These are so there's actually five weapons. And Correct. the most that any weapon ever fires is one shot. Meaning, Bubba, what they've also done here is they've watered down the firing pattern to make additional shot officers less effective. Okay. Uh, yes and no, right? Okay. So if you have an additional shot officer that is adding exactly 100%, right? Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's easy that's, math. That's just, just a double, double. right? It's, it's a double. easy math. Yep. When we start talking about, you know, 86%, 33%, like our, 65%. Yeah, there's rounding. Like we're talking about with Ducat or Wei Yun, mm -hmm. that's not a full 100%. You got it. You know, if you have two shots of a weapon, well, that can turn into five shots, right? Because yeah. you get that extra half. Whereas here, 86% is only ever going to go up to what from one to two. You right? got it. It's going to have effects on crews and other abilities. It's going to be this thing that just, you know, it's it, there's a fleet commander that gives you 30% extra shots. Guess what that's going to do for the epic? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Because so, it's going to go to 1.3, which will round yep. down. And that's what I was kind of drawing the attention to, Bubba, is by using this type of firing pattern, they are, in fact, reducing damage output. Now, let me ask. Yes. Let me ask. And, and we've got we've to take a break in the next minute or two. But, Bubba, we have been very critical about damage output. We've been very critical about damage output. We've been very yes. critical about too much mm -hmm. critical, too much hull breach, too much this and that. Sure. This looks like they're actually addressing that 
So why does this feel bad to a G6 player? And there is a clear answer. Well, because if you are a G6 player fighting a G6 player, it's going to be relatively balanced. That's right. But it turns out that G6 players are not the only people you have to fight. Uh Uh-huh. And the G5 ships aren't getting neutered like this. No. They have done a course correction. If the G6 players were transported off-world and all deposited onto their own game economic server where, I mean, because we've talked about this this kind of theory in the past, Bubba Joe. If G6, if part of the ascension was you have moved to a new world and you are in a new server and a new galaxy, then this is actually the kind of reset that could actually work. Okay. So now, DJ, now that we've talked about that and we've talked about how the firing patterns are really screwy and don't make a lot of sense, someone's already mentioned this in the chat. What what ship should you be using in G6? G5. To start, sure. But what if you're going to get your biggest bang for the buck, what should you be using in G6? Biggest bang for buck? Well, I suppose. <sighs> Should we maybe find a ship that has a oh, pretty solid firing pattern? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're going with. Uh, you're going with the Borg Cube. Yes. You're going with the Borg Cube. Meaning that these G6 ships have become token prerequisites. And that is not a good feeling. You know Ooh. what? I'm, it's not a good feeling. They like, are, they are, you know, X tens of thousands of dollars paperweights. Yeah, because there's only one ship that people are going to fly, or at, at least late, right? Early, they're still going to play with their G5 ships. And yes, yes, people, before anybody freaks out or anybody calls me bl- b- b- bonkers, hey. Listen, I am sure that we're going to find some. Yo, throw up in the chat. Some of you G6s out there, throw up in the chat some screenshots of your G5s defeating G6 ships in PvP because it exists. Okay. It, oh, they're all over the place. It happens. It's a real thing. Okay. So, oh, man, I forgot I had therapy so, tonight. I, so, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Uh, so, it's a real thing. All right. Now, I'm not t- talking about the cube, Pirate Yar. All right, Medic says I'm bonkers. No, dude. G5s are kicking the crap out of G6s. Why? Because, as Bubba Joe pointed out, the G5s aren't getting this nerf. Again, the G6 in a silo actually addresses the concerns that players like Ripper and Bubba Joe and I had moving into G6, uh, even with the new strike team and the lower deck officers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're, you're not getting that one round kill in uh, G6 versus G6. Life. No. I mean, now, so the thing is, is like you look at the Explorer, you know, it goes 2-2-2 two, two, two in round one and then nothing in round three. An Explorer might get a single turn kill. An uncommon Explorer might take out uh, lots of uncommons and even the rares because of its firing pattern of going two, two, two in round one. Of course, if it doesn't win in round one, it's in for a beating in round two. Yeah, because it sure. doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's just kind of nuts here at this point. And again, I want to recognize. <sighs> Got to be careful with my words here. I want to. You rec- want to say that we are early in the life of G six? No, 
Okay. No. I actually okay. want to recognize the player-driven feedback and, and dare I say, the, in, the mathematical intelligence behind the design of the G6 ships. Okay? What they failed to recognize is that G6 players still have G5 ships. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the thing. G6 players still have G5 ships. All right? And so when you get to a point where I mean we've seen this before. We've seen mm-hmm. other ships come out and then, you know, they're not good and or they end up being good and, and whatever. These G6 ships are actually nerfed in the amount of power that makes the game design space more sustainable. Combat will last more than a round. You can start actually using officers that are going to ramp up again. Like, it's a good thing. But you forgot that that's going to feel bad when a Tier 7 Sanctus destroys a, a Tier 2 G6 Uncommon. Or or higher. Or like, high. I mean, it's it's... Yeah, so there are there are like G six in a vacuum, like like you suggested. If when you went to sixty one, okay, you got teleported off your server into an area that is only G six, no more G five, just G six, G six ships on G six ships, G six on G six violence, right? <laughs> this would have been a completely different dynamic, but that's not what that's not what happened. Not really. Right? So not really because and, they still. They still would have flown their G5. People keep asking me, should I build a G5 Epic? And I'm telling them, yes. (laughs) Because you need the warp range. And that ship, for the cost, like, again, you're going to have trillions upon trillions of regular uh, Tritanium to be able to upgrade that ship and repair that ship. So that ship is going to be infinitely easier for you to deal with than the G6 ships, and it's going to be better. Now, let's, let's real quick, because we're going to have to take a break. I want to acknowledge in the chat, Ransusi's like, so wait, maxed enterprises weren't killing tier two Kelvins? Yeah. Trebbies weren't killing North Cuts? Yeah. I think it, it's an interesting dynamic. I think the problem. Maybe Ransusi, because you're right. There's always been a little bit of bleed over, and that's fine. There should be. Like, it's okay a little bit, but it's lasting significantly longer because of the DPR reduction that has been handed to the G6 ships, which, by the way, is good for the game. It's good for competition. It's good for game design. It's good for future officers. It's good for strategy, et cetera, et cetera. But until you separate those worlds, you now have a really challenging set of of interactions because of the cost of these ships, Ran Susie. You know, you've so got there's a good picture in the chat, DJ. Yeah, uh, the cost of these ships become a really I mean, again, it makes people not feel good about investing. Here's a tier eight Sanctus defeating a tier three Akira. Now Again, I have always said, I've always said that ship power is is very deceptive, and it's true, okay? But to somebody who's not as nerdy about this game as we are, 
How do you explain this screenshot? How do you explain this one, Bubba Joe? Here's a 600 million power ship that defeated one and a half billion. All right. And by the way, that Akira, probably what, Bubba? A couple thousand dollars in that at this point? Uh, in that probably not. It depends on how much faction credits the player had. Okay. But he also had to get to 64. Uh, oh, uh, uh, 63. Six, okay, 63. Yeah, that's right, 63. I had to get to 63. And, and, and let's not forget that one of the things we talk about, what is it? one of the difference makers between players? Higher ops players have better research and the ability to do things mm-hmm. that lower ops players don't have. Yeah. You see the ops of those two players? Yeah, six levels apart. Now, Wardot and I are the five levels The lower level apart. player won. Yeah, Wardot and I are five levels apart. I couldn't dream of having this kind of interaction with him if he's using a G5 ship. But if Wardod pushed just a little bit more and picked up a G6 ship, I stand a fighting chance now because these ships are just inherently weaker. And again, I reiterate, from a game design perspective, it's not a bad thing in a silo. Right. All right? But in this mesh, in this combined gaming environment, then... It does discourage players who have invested into this. Moreover, as Bubba Joe and as the chat has pointed out, that the cube is actually a very potent ship and in all likelihood will surpass the capabilities of these ships all throughout G6. At least that's our projection. We don't know. To be fair, fair, to get a cube past the the uncommon threshold, right? If you're going to, or if you're going to skip that to get to rare. The cost of that is prohibitive, right? Mm-hmm. So in we talked about how in G5 you had to get to tier six and they're like, oh, that's pretty bad. Let me remind you, in G6 land, it's tier nine. So I yeah. have to have a tier nine uncommon, a tier nine rare. I think it's a tier six and then a max tier of the epic to, to move beyond that. So so it's it's not like I can just ignore those ships and just keep upgrading my cube. There is a for sure, barrier there to being able but to if do you that. upgrade but I do the ship, think that the firing pattern of the cube is going to make it superior in a lot of ways. Yeah, and if you want, I mean, if you upgrade these ships, you obviously want to be able to use it. You upgrade these ships for the cost that they're going to be. Then you use the cube, which is a you know, however old it'll be when you do. I mean, and again, listen, we wanted that. Let me be clear. I'm not complaining. We wanted the board cube to scale for the rest of time in this game. Okay, but. The math suggests that the cube will always beat these ships. At least that's the math. And why Why do I say that? What math am I basing it on? I'm basing it on DPR. These are the game's statistics. Now. Well, DPR, DPR and firing pattern. Firing right? pattern, you know, mitigation. Now, yeah. I will point out, as Jules Verne has been careful to, to notice, and this is my final thought on this before we take our first break, the board cube is not subject to faction research. Okay, so these numbers can be leaner. They are going to get more buffed through research because the board cube will not get the benefit of faction research. So, Bubba, we could potentially find that these ships are balancing out later on. Okay, and you're right, Sanguine Otter. I said the board cube should be feared. To be perfectly honest with you, I was kind of referring to the cutting beam. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I'm fine with it in regular combat too. I am. So I don't want to send them a mixed message here. 
I'm just saying, really, I guess the biggest point that I'm making here, Bubba Joe, is the cross-pollination between G5 and G6 is not an enjoyable experience for the players at G6 who have started to adopt in and, and started to pay and buy yep. for these ships. Yep, and, 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 I, and, and we've hit on a lot of the points. You know, you and I have gone back and forth on hazards. Uh, I've yeah, hinted at have. the economy and the speed-ups, and there are definitely problems there. I'm telling you, DJ, I started uh, my operations upgrade for Ops 64. Mm -hmm. I started it 12 days ago. I have 15 days remaining. I have no intention of speeding it up. The prohibitive like, cost of speeding it up is ridiculous. Oh, wait. Okay, sorry. I, I misunderstood you. All right. You started it 12 days ago. You still got 15 days because you're not rushing it because of the latinum nope. cost. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. because of the latinum cost and the cost to do that. And and at 64, I have to be ready to uh, uh, I have to be ready to start hitting another level of hostiles that I can't reach yet. I need to get my command center up. So you so, want to be slow um, with the op center, but then you're going to have to be quick with the academy, the R&D, the shipyard correct. to get quick the Quick with the academy, quick yeah. with R&D so I can get the research I need, right? Yeah. So there are definitely things there are definitely things to think about there, but when I hit go on that, I fully knew that I was not speeding it up. I could set my calendar for 27 days out, and that's when I was going to the, be the next level because I was had no interest in speeding it up because of the cost and the ability to to engage with those hostels. So now Rand Susie reminds I, us, and I'll and I'll bring this up regarding build times: 15 days, while frustrating potentially, is certainly more acceptable than 1,500 days. Which we, I completely, completely agree. That yeah. is a hundred percent. I have always had a problem with the absurd amount of days yeah. that they put on these buildings. But you know, then they compensate for that by with giving the cost away, of the speed you know, ups. Yeah. will have you know fifteen years of speed ups in it. Yeah. Compare that to what you get in G six. I t we talked about this, didn't we? Didn't we DJ? The, the, How many speed ups do I get early in, on? In G6 I don't know what your station pack looks like now, but guys, last month there was a pack, a hundred dollar pack that had eight hours of speed-ups in it. Eight hours. Okay. Like, I'm, so not, I'm not kidding actually, about that. that <laughs> yeah, that I think was like the overflow. I don't think anything just gave only eight hours. So right now, an Ultra Station pack gives... Okay, so let's just put this in perspective, and I know you got to take a break. This yes, will be a, a good finishing point. Uh, it gives 100 or 1,160 days of regular speed-ups plus another 180, so that's 1,340. And then another 60, so that's 1,400 days plus some change of speedups. Compare that to Sigma speedups where it gives one, one day 16 hours, <laughs> yeah. uh, three days 8 hours, four days 8 hours, um, five days 8 hours. So basically five and a half days of speedups versus 1400 days of speedups. Yeah. I mean, but again, I kind of come back. This was a piece of the great reset. Sure. That I believe barring some pain points, Bubba Joe, they didn't get it horribly wrong. They didn't get it as wrong as we feared. Okay. It's still not good. All right, it's still very expensive, but we really, as, as a matter of fact, we really feared the speed-ups. We feared the Sigma speed-ups. We feared that. Uh, I don't think that's quite as offensive, but now 
the Sigma resources. I think they missed it on that. I think you know. I think they definitely missed it on that. And you and I talked about that. We knew that the refinery that that we got to see last month that nobody was really using because of the bonus refinery. Like you and I were pretty active. Like hey. We need to extend this. Like, this needs to be the regular. There's still a tax here, and it's still okay. But, you know, moving from from this, you know, $1.7 trillion to $24,000 to $2.4 trillion for a third of that, man, that is a heavy, heavy tax. Yep. So, so it's – there are things that they've – and, again, I knew the economy was going to change. I knew things were going to be different. That was obviously going to be the case because they were running out of zeros. Mm-hmm. Fine. But it seems like they, you know, they, they took a lot of things and really missed the mark in terms of the resources. The scale and reduction. The yeah. The scale reductions, like, you know, the, the speed-ups, the math suggests it is they reduced the time of buildings by 48x. Four times. I, That's a big deal. And it is. And I, I've got, I have to, we've got like four seconds. Go ahead, so go. We'll, we'll come go, go. back and we'll give Bubba Joe his final thoughts. And we're going to get into wave defense and Luther Sloan in the section 31 faction store. It all comes up on the other side of this break. And I'm sorry to, to cut off. We got to do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back right after these words. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove trial firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give buddy at the Musgrove trial firm, a call six, seven, eight, 226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This portion of the show brought to you by crazybunch.org. Are you old like Bubba Joe and get tired playing video games? Surtail has a solution for your health and wellness needs, especially while gaming. You could try an energy gummy for those long incursion events or just to keep yourself conscious while you're doing all that mining. Surtail is an independent distributor of all aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or visit crazybunch.org org for more information. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Blarney and Friends, the children's show with the lovable dinosaur who lies to kids about how great life is. Then and now. Holiday office parties, then. All right, everyone. Christmas party this Friday. We can go to the bar straight from the office. All right. Let's start the holiday season. I'll bring a change of clothes. We can just change in the office bathroom. First round's on me. Holiday office parties, now. All right, everyone. How about next Friday for the holiday party? What? You know no one is in the office on Fridays. Oh, right. How about that Thursday? I'm not in the office on Thursdays. Can we do earlier in the week? Okay, uh, Wednesday? I plan on taking a mental health day on Wednesday. Can't do it. Didn't we already have a whole week of those? Can we do Tuesday? I'm not in on Tuesdays. I work from home in my sweatpants. TMI, Dave. How about Monday on Zoom? Perfect. I can make that. I have alcohol at the house, and ever since COVID, I drink all week. All right. Sweatpants. Everyone loves those hand-warming packets you put in your gloves when it's cold outside. Ah, nice and toasty. Why not do the same for your junk? Introducing Junk Warmers, the new packet you shove right down your pants. Wait. Seriously? You betcha. Tired of being like those Swedish skiers freezing their snowballs off? Well, now you can always have roasted chestnuts. Chestnuts roasting on an open Wow, it feels like a hot dog rolling around on a 7-Eleven cooker down there. That's right. So what are you waiting for? Pick up a pack of junk warmers. Otherwise, Frosty's carrot won't be the only frozen phallic object. (laughs) 
Hands up in here. What's going on? Welcome back. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome in to the uh, 386 people, Bubba Joe, despite it being late on a Wednesday night. Real quick, uh, let me just kind of bring everybody kind of up to speed on why and what is going on uh, that that we are here late. Um, I have had a little bit of a, a, a change, a little bit of a shift in my schedule at work. Uh, that's probably going to last throughout the winter months. Uh, as a result, I am now working on Wednesdays, and uh, that's obviously going to pose a little bit of a challenge uh, with our broadcast schedule here. But really, truthfully, Bubba, it, like we are in that weird kind of time where when I told you guys, I'm like, listen, it's going to probably be 7 p.m. Eastern time before I can get on the air on Wednesdays. And you were like, you know what? No crazy that actually works better for me during the holidays. Uh, Putz said the same thing. It works better for me in the wintertime. So uh, Trader, I think, said the same thing. So maybe this ends up being a blessing in disguise a little bit for our broadcast schedule. But unfortunately, I do apologize to the EU players um, because, yeah, we're talking midnight, 1 a.m. before we can get on. But obviously, we are still going to be posting everything up and having the, the broadcast ready to go by the time you would wake up so that you can catch it on playback. And we are committed to our audience as far as our international audience and their opportunities to win. As a matter of fact, I do want to remind you to join in on the Spamit Room. I believe the Spamit Bot is uh, functioning, and it is. So I know I said on the last show, Bubba Joe, that we were going to draw five battle passes in 48 hours. Uh, I delayed that so that everybody would have an opportunity to enter, and I will now say in another 48 hours, we will draw those five battle passes because, golly, we're already in week two. So uh, we'll make sure and get those in and get those out to people. Daverick is asking about last night's Twitch stream, which unfortunately, yes, we will be drawing the five winners from Spam It. Crazy. So go down, make sure you're registered in Spam It if you're listening in podcast form right now. Uh, you've got until uh, Friday or Saturday. Bubba Joe to go into the Discord and register in the Spam It Room, and then we will be drawing the five Battle Pass winners from there so that our entire international audience will have an opportunity to join and win. Uh, regarding the Twitch stream from last night, Daverick, uh, that VOD will not likely be made available. It is not up right now, uh, and we had to... Uh, we had to <laughs> if you were here and caught it live, then great. Um, but there were some, there were some legal concerns, so (laughs) we actually didn't post the legal concerns. (laughs) Yeah, I need to, I need to consult with my attorney regarding last night's show. So we didn't post the VOD. Now I know, (laughs) I know, (laughs) uh, things, things might've gotten a little out of hand last night. Um, oh, absolutely. Hypodermics. If, if you win. No, no, no. If, if I, and I'm sorry, space. I, I, it's if if it turns out to be okay, then I'll post the vod. But I'm not. I'm not. I am not uh, going to just throw that out there without making sure that that we're clear on everything. It, it's just it's getting a little bit. Listen, the show's getting a little bit bigger. Bubba Joe. By the way, congratulations. I didn't get to tell you this. We were talking about this last night on Twitch. Um, Bubba Joe, congratulations. Can I just say congratulations to all of us? Uh, here at Talking Trek for celebrating an amazing run here. Uh, Bubba, I want you to know that last week, Talking Trek hit 1 million downloads across all podcast platforms. 1 million. 
downloads. Uh, that is an incredible, incredible milestone, and I thank everybody who has. Uh, that's, that's incredible. Isn't it? I mean, that is nuts, and I really want to thank everybody who made, uh, who has contributed, who has stuck around, who has uh, worked to be a part of that. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. So thank you guys so very, very much. One million downloads is just, <laughs> that's crazy. So thank you guys. I really, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, Bubba, right before the break, and I apologize, I cut you off. Um, no, and okay. I still, and I still missed the button. So the, the Twitch audience is going to be in and out for the next couple of minutes. And I'm sorry for that. It's nothing that I can, I can really control. I apologize. We missed the clock. As a matter of fact, I think they're getting ready to, to bounce out again, which is going to be devastating. They just came back from a break and, and they're going back. So we will have to send them to a break here in just a minute. But Bubba Joe, let me ask you for your final thoughts, uh, real quick regarding the G6 economy that we were discussing, and then we can move over into Luther Sloan. I think we can get through that pretty quick. Sure. So I, I had done some calculations, right? Um, so, uh, you know, just some, some, some basic calculations, right? Um, and it's, it's really just kind of staggering, right? But at its core, um, they reduced the, the speed, the, the duration of buildings by about 48x, okay? Well, that's a big deal, right? 48, you know, 50 times faster. If you had a building that was 50 days, now it's one day. If you had a building that was 1,000 days, it's now 20 days, right? That's a sizable reduction, right? Excuse me. Yeah, no, yeah, go ahead. But the speed-ups, the cost of the speed-ups went up by 5,000. Yeah. We, we, we're, so we're, we're talking about this, the scale okay, of reduction. That That's kind of what he's illustrating. Because I right. even fell into it. I kind of was like, okay, like Rand Susie says, okay, well, you're going 15 days, right? You're 15 days to get through it, and here's the latinum that it would cost to punch through it. That's exactly what we're talking about. We have shortened down the base time, right? And that's what Bubba Joe is talking about. And when you take the amount of, of economy scale reduction, and then you take the economy increase or inflation of the cost of speed-ups compared to Latinum, it's still not an equitable scale. Bubba, like when we talk about reducing both sides by a factor of 100, we didn't do that. We lowered one side by X amount, and we lowered the other side by X amount. There you go, Divine. Then add tax, right? That's what you got. And Bubba Joe, your, your tax ended up being almost 48 times in Latinum, right? Right. And so that's, you know, that's the problem. I mean, you can you can break it down by what's in a pack, but that's a current generation, right, where it's going to change. Um, so so there are definitely, you know, other ways to kind of look at that. But that's at its core the problem, right, that they, they needed to bring those a little bit closer together. And I'm not saying that they had to do a full course correct and say, oh, well, we're going to reduce one by 40x, and so we're going to increase the cost by, you know, something like that. But you expected with a reduction in time that there was going to be an increase in cost, right? But of this course. is just a it's a little bit imbalanced. Change. Yeah, it's imbalanced. It is, it, yes. And and Sanguine Otter says, but you know, Bubba, you're the guy here just two, three months ago that was bragging about having a couple hundred million Latinum, more lat than you could spend. And that's true. All right. But I don't think the G six economy 
is mad that speed ups cost half a million Latinum, for example, right? Uh, one and a half. Uh, one and a, well, that's it though. We are a little bit upset about the one and a half million, but if it had been oh, yes. two hundred fifty thousand Latinum or two hundred thousand Latinum, it would have actually scaled a little bit better. You see what I'm saying? Right. It would have scaled a little bit better. That tax, just like we see right here, Bubba Joe, with the tax on resources for Sigma, okay, this tax right here is obscene, and they did the exact same thing with the with the Latinum versus speed-ups. They did have too much Latinum. They would love to be able to spend their Latinum, but, man, like, it would be nice not to see 48 times just evaporate right like that's a pretty steep interest rate if you're getting a loan bubba joe you know you're okay paying well today's a bad example about that you're okay paying seven eight nine ten percent you don't want to pay 48 percent you know what i'm saying so it it was it's a little bit imbalanced okay a little bit imbalanced everywhere it matters does have an interesting question that i'd like to ask you real quick and then we got to move on um what is the latinum cost for Sigma resources? Have we run into that yet? Yeah, so um, it's it's not horrible. It's not good. Um, and while the quantities are, I'll say, relatively small, uh, it's it's possible to uh, to to take care of that. But um, uh, yeah, no, the. the 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 costs are the, the 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 steel's okay. It's expensive. Tritanium and dilithium are outrageous, which is kind of how it always has been. Sometimes you could you could stomach doing steel, but you could never stomach doing trillions of steel because the rate didn't change, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't know the exact value, but I remember being like ten thousand short on a on a, a steel on a building. And I was able to crush it for lat for less than a million. I, I, it may have been a hundred thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand or something like that, but uh, it was it was what I felt was I can I can afford to do this without having to go crush some multiphasics or buy a pack or something right. like that. Two says the conversion crazy enough is not as bad as it was in non sigma. Snack attack says just kind of giving you a little bit of comparison uh, to do and maybe snack attack also throw it how much sigma trite. Is it a repair? He says at a tier six Akira, it cost 8 million lat to do an instant repair. But what is the equivalent in Sigma trite? Like what's it asking for? If you spend 8 million lat, how much is the Sigma trite that it's asking you for there, Snack Attack? That would be a vital piece of information. And that will allow us to kind of kind of draw that correlation. I'm sure there's still some kind of sliding scale, Bubba, some formula. Uh, okay. So... 8,000 Sigma Trite for 8 million. So we might be looking at roughly a million per thousand Sigma with regards to Trite. Okay. Um, So. Oh, that still sounds bad, but (laughs) it it still sounds bad to me. Um, Yeah. uh, Retro Hunter says he's actually mathed out the steel 114 lat per one Sigma steel. Now, Blueberry says his lap price was 123 to one. And by the way, we're seeing this. 
Okay, we're seeing this. Uh, this is a lot like what early ship XP was. I would have a, I would be willing to bet, Bubba, that it's going to scale until we hit kind of a critical mass. It's probably got a worse conversion rate the less you need. We're already seeing two different players reporting a 123 to 1 ratio and one at a 114 to 1 ratio. So that is probably not uh, that far off. Uh, as a matter of fact, Canine Tooth is going to give us this Bubba Joe, which might allow us to, to do the broader scale. I would imagine in the graphics room right now, this is a very large amount of Sigma Steel and therefore, I would imagine, would probably be capped out, Bubba Joe. So if we take a look at this and look at Latinum, 61 million Latinum, divided by 483,865, you're looking right at 126 Latinum per Sigma Steel. Bubba, that almost feels reverse efficiency. The more you buy, the worse the equivalency gets. Surely they didn't do that. It's always been with, with ship XP and resources, it's always been buying in bulk. No, I didn't forget the 05 million. 6105. Oh, 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 oh. Now, granted, there could be a rounding issue here. Okay, there could be a rounding issue in there, but it shouldn't be off by 10 to 12 per lat. Bubba Joe, that conversion is 126 lat for Canine Tooth. We're seeing 123 to 1 for Blueberries and 114 to 1 for Retro Hunter. So we need to dive in. Obviously, not a good enough sample size. We're going to need to do some more digging there. I'm sure Jules Verne would be very interested in, in diving into that. But we're already seeing some variants, which we would have expected to see, Bubba. Okay, sliding yes. scale exists in almost every other currency conversion in the game, but I would have expected half a million Sigma Steel to be near the top of that, but maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Um, there we go. That is what we have on G6 so far. Trying to get you guys a little bit of a peek, but uh, there's still a lot to learn. There's still a lot to strategize. There's still a lot of players kind of working their way through that. And we'll continue bringing you some of those updates as time goes on and trying to get some of you late G5s kind of prepped and deciding whether or not you want to hang out or whether or not you want to break into the new uh, front wave, the cutting edge of the new game yeah, economy. We we haven't even talked about, uh, um, you know, uh, reputation, which is another kind of big sticking point for the uh, the G6 experience right now. Yeah. I now, I think there's a lot more that we can talk about. You know, I, there is, and I, and I hate to keep coming back to this. Cottontail just threw this one up, guys. Four million lat for 18,000 Sigma Steel. The, the, Bubba, the conversion on that's 220. So there's definitely, definitely a sliding scale here. And yep. it is based on how much you bought. Canine Tooth, you showed us half a million. I kind of figured that, that yours was at the higher end. But um, Retro Hunters, who had the 114 conversion, Bubba Joe, he was trying to convert 600,000. Okay, here's blueberries, which makes sense that his was a little bit higher at 126 because he was only trying to buy 300,000. Okay, no, guys, I don't think this is server age. I think this is actually, I think this is sliding scale. This does not surprise me. 
okay? And when we come over here and we're looking at the tiniest uh, the tiniest amount that you're trying to convert at 18,000 right here, that is a very expensive conversion at 220 lat. So there's definitely a sliding scale here, Bubba Joe. It would be nice if we can find some of those breaks, but clearly, just like ship XP, officer XP, or traditional resources, uh, we are definitely seeing a buy more, save more mechanic here. The more Sigma Steel you're trying to redeem, the better price you're going to get. Okay, we're definitely seeing that here. That is 1,000%. Uh, I'd be willing to stake uh, a bet on it, Bubba Joe. It's definitely a sliding scale based on quantity purchase. I don't think that it's ops, by the way, if, if, if I'm being honest with you. Okay, nothing else with conversions like that that are set up on basic resources are done by ops unless it's in a bundle. All right, so uh, Goyom says the rate might evolve with ops level. I am going to be hesitant on making that claim right now. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, so I, I, I'd be willing to bet. Here, here's another one, Bubba Joe, real quick. 6.82 million latinum divided by 32,195 sigma. That's 212 per. This, this is definitely, definitely, Bubba Joe, a quantity thing. Buy more, save more. Okay, because Retro Hunter just gave us two different conversions. He gave us one on his account at 114 lat per six deal, and now he's given us one at 211 lat per six deal. So it is definitely not ops level. It is definitely buy more, save more. Okay, there we go. All right, uh, Bubba Joe, maybe we should just make this a real quick segment. Maybe we should just bounce right here and come back because we've only got six minutes left on the clock for this segment. Why don't we take a break right here, come back, do Luther Sloan. And yes, I know, Ransusi, uh, <laughs> have we talked about wave defense yet? That's the name of the show. Yeah, I guess we kind of went in reverse order today. All right. <laughs> so let's do that, Bubba Joe. Let's take, our, let's take our final break. Let's just get it knocked out of the way. Uh, I know it's really, really quick, but when we come back, we're going straight into Luther Sloan. And we're going to go straight into wave defense. Uh, we're going to get these things knocked out in our final segment here because Bubba Joe wants to go to bed as well as me. Uh, thank you guys so very much for being here. Thank you for the celebration of 1 million downloads on our broadcast platform. Thank you guys so very much. It means the world to me. Thank you for your love and support. My name is Ultimate DJs. We're going to take a very quick break. When we return, Luther Sloan and skill points solved? Some people are going to have different opinions on that than maybe what I have. Bubba Joe raised concerns on day one. We address those right after this. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We return right after these words. Talking Trek is brought to you in part by MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is the biggest and best Facebook page all about toys. Meet other like-minded individuals that share in your same interest. Have hard-to-find rare toys or know someone looking for your special piece of nostalgia. Old toys or new toys, hard-to-find toys, doesn't matter. With MN Toy Posse, you can find it, buy it, or sell it. Visit today at Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. That's Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse for the toy collector in all of us. Yo, what's up, Commanders? Great news about PvPTarget.com. You've known for a while that it exists and has some great reference tools regarding PvP banding and common crew loadouts, but they've recently launched brand new tools on the site, including a brand new cargo calculator page as well. This isn't your typical max cargo style calculator, but a brand new, unique tool that identifies the timer until you go over cargo. The game timer might tell you how long to zero the node, but how long until your miner is at risk? You can find out now by using 
using the brand spanking new cargo calculator at pvptarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Ditsy Cups, the bathroom cups preferred by blondes. Dear Santa, I'm writing to you in hope of a Christmas miracle. We need a host for the Golden Globes. We promised Chris Rock Will Smith wouldn't be anywhere near the building, but he said no, along with everyone else. Is there anything you can do? Maybe leave a little extra something under the tree for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Honestly, we'd take anyone at this point, even a carrot top or another less famous minority. We need a miracle, Santa, please. Plus, you still owe us for that role we got Mrs. Claus in that holiday TV movie in the 80s. Do the right thing, Santa. Your friends at CBS. May your holidays be jolly Your hallways filled with holly Your fireside stays burning brighter than it did before May your string lights keep their twinkle May your silver bells all jingle And carolers sing carols at your door And may your heart Everybody, uh, yes, you guys know, Bubba Joe, I am a huge, huge fan of the Pentatonix, and that is theirs. Uh, it's called Kid on Christmas featuring Megan Trainer. It is my favorite a cappella group, the Pentatonix. Isn't it crazy, Bubba Joe, the music that can be made with the human voice? Absolutely no musical instruments on that track. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I'm just in awe. Those those guys are so amazing. Uh, those guys and gals, they are amazing. It's the Pentatonics. Uh, they do great holiday stuff too. If you want to go check out their albums, not I 
I love sharing you guys uh, music that I love. The Pentatonics, they absolutely do it right. They're amazing. Uh, so go check them out. It is, uh, they've got music all over the place. You can find it anywhere. Um, Bubba Joe, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. Let's talk a little bit about Luther Sloan. And I am seeing in the chat some people saying, well, we've already got wave defense figured out. And then other people are like, dude, wave defenses are a disaster on my server. <laughs> so I don't know if everybody's got it figured out yet, Bubba. We'll, we'll spend a few minutes on that if we get a chance. But I definitely, definitely want to spend some time on Luther Sloan. Um, and Bubba, you had made a claim at the very, very beginning of the arc that you were very, very concerned about the sourcing of skill points being only in the section 31 faction store. As a matter of fact, when we come into the section 31 faction store, we come into the faction area, we come all the way down to section 31 and we can see right here that the Sloan skill points are available, uh, Fortunately, Bubba, no sliding scale and no cooldown. Okay, this is very important for us to recognize that you can spend the credits here, Bubba Joe, infinitely. Okay, no cooldown on the uh, on the skill points for Luther Sloan. Further, what we know is that Luther Sloan requires no rare skill points we have received confirmation on that no rare skill points which means he is not reliant on the titan which is also good now i want to remind you what bubba joe was concerned about what bubba joe was concerned about was that he was going to be gatekept by the fact that the luther sloan skill points were only available in this faction store and let's not pretend that they're not a little bit pricey bubba Okay, 4,200 Section 31 credits for, what is that, uh, 135 Sloan skill points. Well, that's not even enough for some of the later skills. You know, you'd have to do that multiple times, okay? I forgot about one simple sourcing mechanism when it came to the fleet commanders, and it's that every time you level one, Bubba, you got a dump of skill points. Every single time you level one, you get some skill points. Obviously, that escalates. You get, you know, a small handful up front. But, I mean, by the time you get towards the end of this guy, you're getting hundreds per level. So, I want to remind players about this mechanic. Okay? Looks like someone just attacked my base. <laughs> I want to remind players about this mechanic because, Bubba Joe, I don't know about you. I know that on day one, you said you were concerned, not about his abilities, but about his skill point sourcing. And I have to ask, have you already maxed Luther Sloan? No. Really? I've unlocked him. You're saving for an event. Of course I am, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's why I did it. They launched the events backwards, Bubba Joe. Okay? they did. <laughs> So there was a forbidden technology event last week. Well, I didn't want to upgrade my forbidden tech without doing this stuff. All right, I didn't want to upgrade my forbidden tech without doing the efficiencies from the mechanic loop on Luther Sloan. For example, protomatter tradecraft, Bubba Joe. 
increasing forbidden tech cost efficiency for level up. It's saving us protomatter. Okay? Uh, the tear up catalyst, which was very important to me, increasing base forbidden tech cost efficiency on tear up for tear up catalysts. That's called catalyst tradecraft. Those are in the mechanic line. Well, Bubba Joe, those were very, very important to me. So I had to choose my event, right? I had to choose my event. I had to either go into this forbidden tech event or I could wait not participate in this one and go into the fleet commander event that we're going to get later. Now, Denver says this was a fake forbidden tech event. The real ones are ahead. They got you. Yep, they sure did. They sure did get me because I, I, I maxed him. He's, he's ranked 20. Level 100. <laughs> now, why could I do that? Let me remind people, why could I do that? Well, because you are maximizing your Borg solo. You got it. I'm very engaged in the Borg solo armada uh, mechanic. I've got tons and tons and tons of this stuff. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe, I, despite the fact that I instant maxed Luther Sloan, I'm still holding 2 million Commander XP and 113,000 Fleet Commander credits. Okay. Which, by the way, doesn't actually sound like that much, but I just took a fleet commander from zero to 20 in the span of an hour. Okay? So I had a lot of stuff banked up from the Borg solo armada mechanic. That being said, every time I leveled. Now, Mimi says leveling a fleet commander doesn't provide enough points to max the fleet commander. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I get what you're saying, but is it any wonder, Mimi? I had enough stuff banked up to instant max rank 20, level 100 on this guy. Do you think that Scopely wants 100 levels to fully level a fleet commander, or do they want to let you engage a little bit in other areas? Okay. The point that I'm wanting to make here, Bubba, is by leveling him, I was actually able to get a very, very nice jump start in leveling Luther Sloan. All right. I invested into several traits. I maxed out the pawn reducer. Okay. Um, I went level 14 on reputation grind. I went level 14 on tear up catalyst and proto matter. I did level 14 on the always on shield health points. 280%, which, Bubba, isn't a heck of a lot, but, I mean, that was an instant thing. Like, it, we've got primes that are worth less than 280%, and I used game currency and just ran through it. So I want to circle back on this, Bubba. Do you feel like – can you turn that down a little bit? God, that is so loud. Do you feel like you are as concerned with the skill point sourcing with Luther Sloan today as you might have been on day one? Uh, yes, I'm so concerned. Really? Because I bought the pack and on day one, I, I've got like six traits maxed out for my command center level and, and I can still earn more with no cooldown. It's just going to cost me the credits, but I'm investing into rep right now. Right. But eventually I'll be able to do that with no cooldown. So I hesitate to ask, but I'm going to, why is that not good enough? This comes down to exactly what I described on day one. 
This is, we are going to source Fleet Commander skill points in this way. We are going to offer you Fleet Commander skill points through this loop. We want you to engage in this loop because we are going to reward you with Fleet Commander skill points. Great. I will engage in that loop. I will invest my time and my money in engaging in this loop, in engaging in those efficiencies and doing what you are telling me as a company. This is how you are going to source Fleet Commander skills. And then they're like, just kidding. Oh, Bubba. I mean, now, granted, if the next three come out and they all have their own sourcing, then then I could probably be more inclined to, to get on board with that. We've got five fleet commanders, of which very few people, I'm sorry, five other fleet commanders that use the Titan. And we've got very few people out there that own all six. Very few people that own all six. Is it... I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think players who aren't instantly maxed on all six of these guys might actually appreciate diversification in the sourcing. If you're earning from Titan, that means you can upgrade Fleet Commanders 1 through 5, and if you've got the Section 31 store, kind of means you can double dip here. You can work on Luther Sloan concurrently with some of these other guys and not necessarily have to choose if... if you can kind of, if you want Luther Sloan, you've got separate sourcing for his advancement that doesn't interfere with the five other fleet commanders that use the Titan. Seems to me like that would actually be a, a speedier result, not to mention the tens of thousands of skill points that are sourced. Well, maybe 10,000, not tens of thousands, but probably, probably in the neighborhood of several thousand, maybe 10,000 skill points that are sourced just by simply tiering and leveling. Luther Sloan. I don't know that I can actually look at that and say that's not actually a pretty daggone good introduction. You know? So why why source skill points in that way? They did that for the other fleet commanders. Why would they have, you know, bothered to do that for Sloan if they're going to change the way they're source sourcing his skill points? I mean, dude, mechanics his sometimes skill change. points should be in the refinery. So you want it to be slower. With it's a cool not going to be slower for of, me. Of course it will be. If it's in the Titan store, it will be slower than this way. Because you're going to have to diversify. No. You're going to have to choose. All right? You're going to have to stop you progression this is, DJ? on somebody else. Let me explain to you what this is. Okay? This is Ultra Recruit Chest. Okay. When was the last time they put a brand new officer in the ultra recruit chest? A brand new officer? Yep. They don't. Well, they did it once. I don't recall. Michael okay. Burnham. Michael Burnham was in the ultra recruit chest on launch. Okay. Out. Um, and why is that, DJ? Why well, assume you're going to say because Michael Burnham isn't worth anything? No. Okay. No. Well, then I don't know. What are you driving at? Why did they stop doing that? We've talked about this. Because they couldn't monetize it? Is, is that what you're going for? How many Ultras do you have right now? I've got a couple hundred thousand. And that's why. Because I have invested in what they have sponsored as the Fleet Commander Loop the various loops to to increase 
fleet commander skill points. Okay. And the players that have done that and engaged in those loops, whether they are engaging with their time or their money or both, have tens of thousands of skill points waiting for the new fleet commander. And when I heard there was a new fleet commander coming, I got excited. I'm like, excellent. Something to spend these skill points in. Because they sourced tens of thousands of skill points that I'm waiting to spend. Nothing to spend it on. I'm waiting to spend. I'm waiting to have someone to, to score in the fleet commander events. They said, you know what? I don't want to let you use these things that I sold you two months ago or three months ago. I need new money. I'm not going to let you source this new thing with the thing I sourced for you that I promised you was going to be the source for these this mechanic. Be careful. They didn't say forever. They didn't say we're not changing stuff. They didn't say we're never going to offer other sourcing. I I I think I'm I'm pretty opposed to this particular viewpoint i mean now granted let's look at our comparison let's look at you say you've got ten thousand skill points so do i i actually got nine thousand nine hundred and fifty one that is my actual count of uncommon uh, was, skill points i i have tens of thousands okay of uncommon and i get that i get that um but i am not angry that i didn't get to spend these because I've already earned such a significant am, amount that gave me a positive jump start with Luther Sloan and still allows me these others to use on the other commanders if and when I choose to to engage. Like I haven't unlocked Seven of Nine. I haven't unlocked Janeway yet. Now I, I know that you did. I get that. I am angry at the bait and switch. I don't think it's fair to call it that. It they, is absolutely. That is 100% true of what they've done. I don't know, Here man. is a mechanic to source skill points moving forward. You can use them here's now. The, well, them later. here's the mechanic here to source skill points. Of skill, no, for, here for is the, your daily drip of skill, skill points. It is a bait and switch. I fundamentally disagree. You've Give got, us money now, and we will not let you use it later. No. I can't. I can't get behind that one, man. The the the, the fleet commanders you don't have that were behind it. It's a hundred percent true. You do not have to like <laughs> you. I'm not asking you to be. This is your position. That's that's fine. You can be wrong. This is what they did. You don't have to like you, it. You don't. You can view it in a different viewpoint. This is what they did. Okay. Fair enough. I I do disagree. I am not hurting it. I, I'm not hurting for them. Um, I was satisfied with my progression by buying the, the wave defense battle pass. You know, I, I feel like I got a phenomenal value out of it. I instant max like five of those skills. I still have the skills for the other fleet commanders that have always been here. Luther Sloan has never been in this refinery, but Janeway is seven of nine is Lacutus, Spock and Kirk. They're in this refinery. I can still use these rare skill points for these guys. I can still use the uncommon skill points for these guys. And I don't have them all now. I'm not. I don't have all the fleet commanders, which is probably why I don't feel bad about not being able to use my stash. But I'm also not prepared to tell you here, Bubba Joe, that you're never going to see another fleet commander 
that pops up into the normal refinery. I think the positioning for this fleet commander and related to this sourcing is entirely appropriate. We disagree. Fair enough. And that's okay. All right. Um, I, I, it, that's okay. All right. But um, when it comes to diversification of those skill points, guys, bottom line is it's faster. Mathematically, it's going to be faster. I'm surprised that we aren't acknowledging that. Except that it's not faster. When we're looking at the entire fleet commander loop, it does not force me to halt progression on anybody else. So, TJ, I want you to think back. I want to take you back to a discussion that you and I had where you were like, no, I disagree. I don't think that's what's happening here. I want to take you back to Disco Skin. <laughs> you know what? I'm I so happy wanna. that we have Lorca sourcing now. I'm I... so happy that we have Lorca sourcing now. We and what do. did I say? In this is a bad precedent to have this quality of life feature. Fixing the sourcing by having forgotten an officer. Now they want players to pay to put it in the refinery. It should have been in in the first place. You're like, nope, Lorca sourcing is fine. I'm so happy to have Lorca sourcing now. I'm telling you, this is the line that should not be crossed. All right. This is a bait and switch. Not, uh, okay. I, I acknowledge your point. I don't feel bad about it. Obviously, you do, and a lot of people do. Listen, you know, everywhere it matters says, okay, maybe it doesn't chip into the other fleet commander progression, but DJs, it's obviously chipping away at section 31 progression, which is fair. I don't, I mean, it is that a thousand percent fair though, everywhere it matters because you could run so many waves. You can earn so many credits. Now, granted you could go all in on Luther Sloan and not spend anything on anything else. You could do that because there's no cooldown. But I, I don't I don't know. That's a hard line for me to say that, you know, it, it's one or the other. You know? I mean, and I get it, Grungadola. This month is skewed on how many waves you can run. But guys, you say going forward, we're looking at one a day. Has anybody actually has anybody actually used is anybody out? God, I have so many. I couldn't possibly spend all of them that I have right now. Bubba, are you out of ciphers? Because I am oh God, not. No. I, no. I, I don't have hours to sit in front of my Me phone. Me neither. Like, I have a I minute here, a minute there. Yes. Like, I have to dedicate time to leave 15 yeah. minutes to go do my one a day. For sure. Now, on the weekends, that's different. On the weekends, I can sit down and do a bunch as long as I've got a crew to do them. But during the week, it's it's one if I can get it. Now, and Vic says Scopely thinks we have 20 hours per day. I don't think that's it at all. I think they gave you guys a nice bunch to let... Listen, you're not going to hear Bubba or I argue about front-loading this feature. We both were no. very praiseworthy about this the amount that they front started Front-loading a feature is something that you and I have been begging yes. Scopely for the test for drive, years. the day one engagement yes. for everybody. Like, you're not going to hear us complain about that. 
Uh, so I'm not going to turn it around into, well, the screen time. That's, that's you. That's on you, okay? They gave you the opportunity to get in front of it, to learn, to experiment, to play, to test drive the feature. We have been screaming for that for years. That being said, I've got 4,200. It's going to be a while for me to run out. Now, some of you guys might have spent more time, and that's great. I'm glad for you. I'm glad you're loving it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad that you are experiencing it and that you're playing a ton in it. I'm glad you're doing that, all right? But that means that you should just be freaking loaded with faction credits, you know? I mean, I still have 4,200 ciphers, Bubba Joe, and I think I, I don't know how many I've got. I'm probably sitting on like 40,000 faction credits. Now, granted, no, 28,000, 28,000. Now, granted, I'm making it to wave eight and nine. I know a lot of people are not. Okay, I get that. But, I mean, I don't feel like there should be a, a, a just, I don't feel like there should be an astronomical shortage of faction credits out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Divine says, uh, we can't run with 60s. Wait, what do you mean? Why can't you? I mean, I get it if, if you're not, but I mean, I. Tagora says it'll come. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. I don't feel, I don't feel like this is a dangerously slow or painfully slow set of progression. Right. Now, Space says it's good for a little while. Could be an issue in a couple of months. I don't necessarily disagree with that. We're going to have to see. And by the way, Short says you don't need a 60 to get to wave eight. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. And we're going to touch on that here in just a minute. Bubba, any final thoughts on Luther Sloan? Is there anything that you want to touch on with his uh, skill? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm starting to lose my voice. Any with his skill set or anything that jumped out at you? I mean, I kind of went through. I do not have command center 50, so I'm locked out of the bottom row. But there were a couple in here, Bubba Joe, that I skipped over. And there were a couple that I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and dump a bunch of stuff into this. Have you, of course, you said you're waiting for an event. What are going to be the first three or four skills that you that you go after? Maybe five. Um, probably the first one is warp speed. Because I'm hearing that it has, it's better than advertised. Um, oh. Where is so, that one? Let's see. Warp speed. There's repair speed. Repair cost. Rodinium particles, okay. Uh, Dominion solo loot, not bad. Where is that? Is that a level 51? I don't see it. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Yeah, increases warp speed for all ships. That's command center 50. What does it say? What is the percentage? Uh, percentages are starting at 300% and max out at 3,500%. Okay, so maybe it's exactly as advertised, but it's making a significant impact. Oh, for is... sure. I can imagine a 15-minute yes. warp time coming down to six minutes or something like that. Oh, I, I mean, everywhere it matters. I did not know that the percentage was that high that was listed. I was just told that it was making a significant impact. And I assumed that there was an error. I know. <laughs> How dare I assume that we scopely make a mistake Listen, and a math error you know that could what? end up with something being a lot hot, a lot better than it's supposed to be. They've been doing okay here lately with damage buffs. I don't, I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. All right. But they've listened. These exocomps that just came out this past weekend, Bubba Joe. I don't know if you had time to run Armadas. I felt a very significant impact from that exocomp. The buff Not weekend. Not only did I have time to run Armadas, uh, I was able buddy. to carry 
multiple Voyagers through Epic 60s. Dude, I did a lot of solos. I did uh, the level 60 Dreadnoughts, dropped a ship, and ran full loot crew on two ships and was knocking out Dreadnoughts. That exocomp was so amazing. I and I love and, the concept of buff weekends. Scopely, and, that was a winning con- a concept. I loved and it. And Everywhere It Matters brought up something else that I also utilized, which was fantastic. He says I ran six epics in the span of a max fortify. How'd you do that, Everywhere It Matters? Max fortification is only 10 to 12 minutes. How'd you do that? Huh? Maybe with the Section 31 favor for our quick start and our modest speed-ups. What? Yeah, that was cool, absolutely fantastic. What cool gameplay that that gave us this past weekend. I mean, I know we're sick of Armadas. You know what this past weekend proved to me, Bubba Joe? We're not sick of Armadas. We're sick of sitting around and wasting time. Yep. That's what we're sick of. We're sick of sitting around and wasting time. To show up, kill a target, and go home, <laughs> maybe Armadas are not as bad as we think. It's the, the mechanic of implementation and the amount of time that is wasted by doing those. All right, so tag on, man. Tag on. What a great concept. Buff just, weekend. Just wish it would update the timer. They're working on that. Again, let I me know. rephrase what I mentioned in my video at Arcfall. They came to us, Bubba, and said, listen, this isn't quite ready yet. Like, do you, you know, you cool? No, with you're the- talking about the Exos. Yeah, that's what You I'm- said the X. No, I wish that it actually updated the timer when you use the speed up. I thought it just uh, started. No, it it sets the timer to 30 seconds. Oh. But it doesn't update the timer that's displayed. So if you started at 14 minutes and 30 seconds, it still shows 14 minutes and 30 seconds. But when you get to 14 minutes, It'll start. it starts. Okay, yes. well, that's probably a bug. Um, I, I agree. But it's like, at first when I did it, I'm like, uh, what, what, what happened? Uh, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like, um, as a matter of fact, let's take a quick peek. Uh, Echo posted patch notes on tomorrow's patch. And I remember seeing something about timers. Uh, I was building timers. So Which is another issue. Yeah. So I don't think the Armada timers are addressed in this set of patch notes. Yeah, I don't see it there. But um, so, yeah, obviously that probably doesn't seem like that's intended but uh it is a cool that it's implemented uh, you know really they're struggling with timers this month probably because they're working on timers bubba joe the armada quick start we are also trying to work on implementing the timer for the new buff weekend exocomp etc etc so uh they're clearly working on that mechanic this one's not working uh super well but uh i know that they're also working on trying to get you guys some form of display on um some form of display on the buff weekend exocomps as well. But I, I just wanted to take a second and, and praise on that because, man, what could... And, and that circles back to Luther Sloan, Bubba Joe. They... How many years have we harped on the size of bonuses and, and you know... <sighs> 
I can't remember. I'm not the... upset about this. No, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't I, I have feel a like it's a good thing. In the game, so this mattered very little to me. Oh, it was great. But for I'm me. not upset <laughs> that they tried something new and that that the bonus seemed to be significant. That's what I was uh, referring to. What was the thing we talked about in the past? How like bonuses get smaller and smaller and smaller. I can't remember the term that we, we diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Like it seems like that message finally sank in, Bubba. A lot of the bonuses we're seeing: research, exocomps, buff weekend, all the the, the new fleet commander. What we're seeing is we're seeing significantly larger bonuses as a result. Now, Crazy says how many of those solve problems that they created? Warp speed, I don't I, I don't think I can get behind that. Now, damage and things like that, obviously that was that was a thing. I get it. Um but I mean, nobody's going to fuss about more warp speed. Like literally nobody. You know? So, right. I I, I don't that's not a problem that they created. Anyway, yes, go ahead, Bubba. I am going to turn into a pumpkin. Okay. Baba Joe's going to go to sleep. I really should, too. Um, let's talk about wave defense. Uh, Baba, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful night. Good night, everyone. Good thank night, Baba Joe. Please continue to tell DJ he is wrong. Are you that about ready for bed, too? Heartwarm. Are you about ready for bed, too? Yeah, Oliver DJ is about ready for bed, too. So we should probably get ready to go here in a second. What? I know. I see that. Can you guys see? This is This is his foot. He's laying underneath the desk on on my whale next to my heater watching YouTube on his on his laptop. All right. Uh, very quickly. Stop. I'm working. Stop it. No, you still have to walk outside and I'm not carrying you. All right. Stop. I've got to work for 10 more minutes. Okay. Stop it. Anyway, um, wave defense. Let's talk about this. It gives shorts, Jadzia. I've had a couple of people message me and be like, okay, listen, this is two shows now that you've talked about, you've teased, talking about wave defense, and we haven't gotten to it, all right? So let's talk about wave defense. How do you guys want to talk about wave defense, all right? I'm just going to I'm gonna let you guys come with the questions, all right? Because we kind of have discussed and talked about the, the method. I will tell you that my joker says completely uninteresting. Oh, buddy, I, you could not be – I could not disagree with you any, any stronglier. <laughs> stronglier? Um, I'm not going to call you wrong because your experience is yours. I could not disagree any more strongly. Okay. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I'm learning. I it. like strongly or better. I'm doing better with it. Karkin, we ran one the other night. I finally, me, me with my team. And by the way, we didn't run with a bunch of G sixes. As a matter of fact, every single player I, I ran with was G five, uh, with the, no, it wasn't. We had. Me, Bull, Q. So that was three. And we had two other G4 players. So that's what we ran. Three G5s, two G4s, and we finished wave 10. All right? And and by the way, the biggest... I got a wave 10 finish last night. Karkin! I got my... Yeah. What's your ops again? Remind the people. 42. Ops 42 got to a wave 10. How many G6s were in there? The one, one G six, no, two, two. It G was me. Let me go. Let me go check. It was Bull's uh, only at fifty nine. I'm pretty sure, so he's not there yet. <laughs> now Andy says having to carry ops thirty in your alliance that can only kill the transport sucks. You know, I, Andy, I have actually embraced that. I know that I've got some smaller players in my alliance, and and what we have found is with a strong enough combination of speed and preparation, 
we're okay bringing in we're okay bringing in one or two guys that can focus on the little stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we we haven't been so yeah, they're on survey ship detail or they're on specialty ship detail. So I'm not wildly angry about that. Now, Andy, this is a really good point to make. Thank you. Andy says we can only get to six, maybe seven waves. Got to re- listen, Andy, the likelihood that you are deep into your wave defense bonus, the likelihood that you are deep into your section 31 favors is probably pretty low and you're already making it through wave six, wave seven. That's pretty daggone stout here up front because look, we were just talking about the bonuses. We're just talking about bonuses getting significant. All right. They are significant in here. These favors are significant. Increasing isolytic damage, 25%. I mean, these are going to make a significant difference in your performance. If you are, so, dude, you are locked to G4 ships and you're still making it to wave seven, you're not doing bad, dude. You ain't doing bad. That's a pretty strong achievement. You're going with a pylum. Your best ship is a pylum, and you're making it to wave seven. You guys are killing it. Honestly, that's a really, I'm impressed with that. Because I'm running with a Corvus and a Sanctus, and we might be making it to eight most days. Okay? (laughs) So you're actually doing pretty daggone good. Divine says the same thing. Wave six or seven without buffs. That is significant, Andy. You're you're doing it. Listen, you don't want to beat it on day one anyway, right? What's the point in having fun? What's the point in exploring it and having a goal to work towards if you beat it on the first day? I'm here to tell you, wave six, wave seven, you shouldn't be too, you should not be disappointed with that. Okay? As far as strategy goes, there is a, is there a pattern that could they come in on? There sure is. Karkin, I know that I haven't had a lot of time to, to hang out in the chat here lately, guys. Uh, but I want to do two things real quick. First, I want to draw your attention to our YouTube channel where you guys can see a YouTube short. Griffin made it. It's six minutes where Jules and I talk about the uh, the pattern of how these guys fly in. Because, yes, Karkin, there is indeed a pattern. And if you guys would be uh, oh so kind, I will uh, demonstrate this for you here right now uh, on your screen. And, uh, and by the way, I will remind you that this link is in our graphics room, and I will uh, punch it in again here at the very, very bottom of the graphics room if you guys would like to go in and punch on this. All right. Uh, and if you're looking, oh, wow, this is great. Wire speed, this is great. Shout out Sanguine Otter. I'll throw this in the graphics room as well. This same information is in this spreadsheet, Karkin, but here's a nice little desktop uh, kind of on cue, kind of just at a quick glance kind of thing. This is the pattern. Bring the specialty ships. And even as you guys are finishing up your round, start moving around. Start moving to your next destination. All right? Because, yes, Karkin, it's fixed. All right? In wave one, Borg probes will always show up in the 5 o'clock position. First two waves, really. 5 o'clock position. 
Wave three, two o'clock position. Then 11 o'clock position. Then eight o'clock position. Then none. Then eight o'clock, 11 o'clock, two o'clock, and five o'clock. Fixed. That's right, Paulo. Knowing where to be is half the battle. Knowing where to be saves you time. And if I'm where I need to be ahead of schedule, I can focus less on impulse and more on longevity and survival and more ships will last till the end, making it easier to get through the later waves. Karkin, our team is a perfect example. You're an Ops 42 who went with a couple of G6s the other night, but Baba Joe has even said nobody, no G6 player in this game is going to carry three or four other players, which means, Karkin, you were still doing your part. You were oh, still... Oh, I did my part. Yeah, at the end. When I was almost dead, I just stuck to surveys, and I made a difference. He survived Wave 10 by knowing his limit and resorting to being prepared for the surveys when they came out. And by the way, let's not ignore that starting in Wave 6, surveys are coming out of your ears. Okay? Look at this map, guys. Starting in Wave 6, surveys are going to spawn from four different spots on the clock. Okay? I mean, and it, and it doesn't stop. Wave 7, you got two spots on the clock. Wave 8, three spots on the clock. Wave 9, three more. And wave 10, four spots on the clock. Game Junior says, knowing where to be, when to be, and therefore not having to stop what I'm doing and run across the map is saving me so much time. And it really, really is. Knowing where to be, when to be, people say it's half the battle. It might be more than that. Okay? It might be more than that. Forgotten Sex says, is that high or low? Referring to what? How many spots on the clock? No, that's a lot because that means that they are spawning multiple ships. Look here. Round two, you got two surveys, right, Karkin? Okay, you can keep up with that. Everybody can kind of jump in there. But then in wave six, you've jumped up to four surveys, then five, then six, then six more. And by the time you get to wave seven or wave 10, you've got seven hostiles coming at you. Surveys, by the way, just surveys. So imagine Karkin's benefit in wave 10 to just taking out seven of those targets and managing the time needed for his teammates. It's massive. Let them take out the stuff that they were, you know, could be better you got it. to take out. You got it. You guys want to see it? They're five seconds on that. That's right, because it's, it's about the time people in chat are joking. They would pay for a prime to reduce battle to two seconds. All right? Absolutely. All right, you guys want to see it for the Section 31 Covert Base? Absolutely. It is now in the graphics room and now on your screen. Here are the spawn points. And by the way, there's different ships. You don't have Man uh, Mantis Action hostiles coming in anymore. You don't have Borg probes coming in anymore. Now you've got 
bioships, Herogen, Voyager becomes key to the Section 31 covert base. And by the way, I can't say it again. I can't say it enough. Shout out again to Sanguine Otter and, of course, Jules and Blue for the amazing data collection that you guys have put in here. Sanguine Otter, this is beautiful. This is great. What I wanted to, to talk about the other night was just the fact to have, like, a quick little desk kind of reference card. Like this, guys, you could print this or, or jot it on a postcard, leave it on your desk, and you always know where to be. This is so great. Being prepared. You guys say it's half the battle. <laughs> the prep on this is making or breaking people's success here. Okay? It really, really is. Now, some of you guys are talking about having trouble with floaters and stuff coming in. I get that. And you know what? I, Karkin, even with our team, the other night we ran one. Um, and we did. We got, a, we got a rando in there, right? We had four of the players that we wanted to go with. And we got one rando in there. And he was like an Ops 39 or something. You know, we could have started all over. I was the leader. We could have started all over. And I said, you know what? It's fine. Let's just run. I did it everywhere it matters. I was feeling. Did you I was, a quick look over of his ships? See what I he, was, you know, any, even without messaging him, give an idea of. I so I messaged him. He came in with weak ships. They were G three ships, uh, and I just messaged him and I said, "Hey, listen, man, you know, waves one and two, go ahead and play. Uh, anything after that, your job is surveys. And by the way, I would text them, I would PM them, and I say, "Listen, you get the surveys. If you fail." If you let a single survey through, and by the way, I have said this to people. If you have let a single survey through, I'm donutting your alliance for a day. <laughs> All right? If you let a single survey through, I'm like, listen, the fact that you jumped in on me is rude enough, but I'll let you stay. You better pull your weight. I'm not letting anybody come in and mooch off me, Divine says, except for me last night. I mooched off Captain Bull. All right? I was... I was exasperated, but that's right, Space. It only works with communication. And if I get a random fly in with me, here's the thing. Karkid, our team is very active with these. They're liking them. We've now kind of got it down to such a science that we could really run with four players and a rando, which is why we're getting more of them in. People are popping in on us, Karkin, but we're not starting all over because we're like, okay, well... If they do the just surveys, yeah, we're just yeah. going to go with it. We're going to go with it because we know that we can handle some of the, the larger ships as long as people do their job. It's a risk. It's a risk. You just maybe just need more time and coordination on the start. Make sure you maybe be in voice. Yeah. That could always help have everyone. Yeah, if you really, really, really want that fight, you know, strong run and don't want to risk the, you know, there's some options. And now, like you said, you can always jump <laughs> out into a new area. Now, Webster says, buddy, again. by the way, first of all, I did not know that you were on server 15, so that's really funny now. Webster says, and this is why I would not be in a JPL-led wave. Fair. Then don't jump in on my wave. Like, you've got a choice to make, right? And this is kind of what I've told people. Like, if you're going to jump in on my wave, the likelihood of me just abandoning you and leaving is probably slim. I'm probably going to let you stay. But 
don't come in and don't come in and and be a freeloader. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to Yeah, if you're going to come in, do your job. All right? I I I don't know, maybe that's just a personal thing, right? If you come in on me, I'm going to be courteous enough to let you stay, but you better pull your weight. You know? And and if you're a G3 player, your weight is one job. Surveys. You're you're saving me. I mean, guys, how long does a wave last? Have you guys actually timed it out? It's like three minutes. I mean, if if a wave was going to kill you from the start of the wave to the wave killing you, it's three minutes. Okay? The fact that you can save me a minimum of 45 to 50 seconds by taking out the surveys, that is a huge, huge help for me. So if you're going to crash my, my, my wave, at least do your job. And, and I, I mean, Webster, to be perfectly honest, if somebody came in and crashed my wave and then just sat in the middle and did nothing, well, then, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take pleasure in, in making sure you know that I don't appreciate it. <laughs> right? I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't be a little bit miffed about that? Unfortunately, my servers. Yeah, my servers a, a little bit flexible with people being able to work out their bad feels. All right, without people getting all usually upset and angry and hateful and personal. All right, we'll 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 crash ships a couple times and we'll roll on. But yeah, listen, if you're gonna crash somebody's, just I mean, at least be prepared to do your job. You know. At least be prepared to do your job. And that's right, Raw Lord. I I have done that probably not every time, but if they finish and they've killed all those surveys, I'm going to send them a thank you. And a congratulations, because they just got a big payload. For an Ops 39, they just got a pretty daggone big payload. An Ops 35 coming in here and finishing to, to level 10, they've got to be happy with that. And because of preparation from Sanguine Otter and Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian, I am now more comfortable knowing where I need to be. Therefore, I am more comfortable allowing players to join in as long as they know their role. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Beck said that on, on the Arcfall video. Do you guys remember? We joked. We teased her about saying, know your role. Well, good Lord. Yeah, know your role. You know, this is a remarkable, remarkable co-op feature. And by the way, I see it in chat. I understand you guys are, are some people are frustrated at the, at the mechanical implementation, the engineering implementation. I am 1,000% with you. I could not agree with you more. It is a terrible experience if it's a terrible experience for you. I thank my lucky stars that I have not suffered problems. I, I, my experience has been has been good. Uh, I have played on my iPhone, and yes, I have been kicked out, <laughs> Karkin. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. For me, I've noticed it happens almost reliably, and in round one, in wave one, my iPhone will reliably boot me out. Uh, I, and I don't really know why. Um, but then I'm able to get back in. 
Ransusi says getting in is the challenging part. Well, fortunately, I've been able to kind of get in. And fortunately, on wave one, it's not real crazy. But but I know Captain Bull and I were talking about it the other day. Um, there were three or four waves in a row that I did, Karkin, that my team uh, kind of joked with me because I didn't hit a single hostile in round yeah. one. You know, uh, because it, it took... You want to kill those round ones. No, it's, it's beneath you. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you peons can handle it. You guys can handle no, it. They need to complete it for the event, right? They might be the only hostiles that they can effectively kill over the length of period of time. That's right. So I was just like them giving them the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Giving them the chance. But yeah, no. It, for me, on mobile now, PC, not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it on PC. Not but on only mobile. did I defeat that uh, in that ten wave challenge, um, I also defeated two bug instances that occurred to me. Screen lock. I got locked into a zoomed up screen. I couldn't see anything, couldn't move around. You know, I could, I had, you know, stuck all zoomed in. And uh, so I had to quickly fix that Yeah, uh, and still managed to do it in between a wave and it was all good, but it was, it was tight. I had to guess. And I was like, I hope everything's dead. Just try to, you know, and then the other one was um, still a similar to the screen lock where I couldn't attack. Like the, I'd click mm -hmm. the green, you know, my attack button, but that nothing would the, happen. Yeah, but the I, hostile isn't there. Have you guys? No, no, it was there. It was moving. This was something that happened. Oh no, the, lots of them move, Karkin. Have you? Yeah. Can somebody throw up the one with like a thousand hostiles? Can I see that screenshot that has like a thousand hostiles in it, Karkin? We're seeing some crazy rubber banding, and I don't know if I've got a screenshot handy that I could throw up. I don't know if you guys do. There is a bug. That is, re okay. Thank you, Mimi D Karkin. Look at this. Uh, look at this. Now you want to know what's what is scary about this screenshot, and I'll put it in the graphics room for those of you who want to who want to take a look. One wave. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you want to know something even freakier? Every single one of these reds was in motion. Every wow. single one of these reds were in motion. You didn't know which ones were real and which ones were ghosts. You just had to click around until you found one. You could hit the green button. All right. <laughs> I always said if you threw out some holo uh, you know, holographic images around your ships, you'd be much more protected. I know. Listen, this was the Picard maneuver 1000%. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was uh, holograms of ships all over the place. All right. So uh, I get it. It it there's definitely, definitely mechanical problems with this. It does seem to be somewhat isolated and and I know that it's affected. Scaly, I see you. Scaly hasn't been able to really play in this. We all know Scaly's got a little bit of an older device anyway. This feature is very hardware intensive. There are people really, really struggling just to be able to play in this. And the hardware and the engineering stability on this is, is just killing players on mobile. Um, so I get it. I am very fortunate in which I have not suffered a, major, a, a lot of the problems that, that a lot of you guys have had. So I, I, I share, I'm, I empathize with you because I see the reports. People are sending them to me. Uh, yeah, Darius says there's a wave on server 34 that's been stuck for days now, five days. All right. Um, and, and divine said, you know what? Yeah. I mean, well, now not always I'll play on mobile. Like I have no problems when I'm playing on PC, but when I played on mobile the other night, that's when I was getting kicked out of round one, but I was still able to get back in, you know? So it, it is, I'm with you on that. 
I'm with you on the engineering piece of this. It's terrible. All right. But it that didn't come from game design. You know, I know it's scopely as a whole, but that didn't come from game design. The feature is if you guys could enjoy the feature, the feature is so flipping good. I mean, and I know, I know that that's, that sounds terrible for me to say because a lot of people can't enjoy. Scalyback would love to enjoy this. I know he wants to play in it. He's like, I wish I could, and I want to do everything I can to help you experience that, Scaly, because it's a good feature. Joker says, worst feature since assaults. Now I know you're trolling. Uh, <laughs> now I know you're trolling, Joker. There is no way this is as bad as assaults, all right? Uh, <laughs> listen, um, why don't we do this? Let me give you guys two or three minutes on um, two three minutes on Ask Me Anything, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce because it's actually getting late. I got to get all of our DJs into bed. Are you awake? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got school tomorrow. I'm going to be in so much trouble. His mom is going to be very upset that he's up this late. <laughs> so, so there's that. All right, uh, real quick. What do you guys have? Any questions? Uh, do Odo and Enterprise E Troy stack? Yes. Uh, events? Oh, good. Event store loot progress. So I am not prepared to issue. Uh, I am not prepared to issue a projection yet. Okay, but I will tell you what we have counted so far. It's actually not looking that bad, guys. <coughs> um, currently, free to play. Free-to-play solo milestone SMS loot, uh, 177000 and that is not anything projected. Nothing projected. It is only events that have happened thus far, okay? The only thing that I might point out is that I am counting the loot that's in... Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not even counting the loot that's in the Battle Pass because I haven't counted it yet. It does not include heroics, Joker. Okay, so here is the heroic upgrade facade event. That's over here in the paid track. Here are all your paid tickets. I even added the rare ticketed event. All right. And by the way, I even only added one rare ticketed event, even though some people can do more. I only added one. Here is the heroic tier up Troy event, which is going to throw off the paid numbers because it's offering 312,000. So it is definitely like, all paid loot is showing half a million already, but that's not super realistic because you would have spent hundreds on Troy. All right, here's prime research event number one with 48,000, prime research event number two with 48,000. So um, I have broken out all of the heroics. This is true free-to-play loot, and you're already at 177,000. Um, that's with I, the one free ticket, right? That is with one free uncommon yeah. ticket and no rare ticketed events. Okay. Um, and, uh, and just SMSs. Now I, you know what? I will point out there is one asterisk. We need to put one asterisk in here, which is gold rush. Gold rush was ops 40 plus. It had 24,000 loot in it. All right. That was ops 40 plus. And uh, anybody the whip would have been helpful for that. The whip would have been helpful for that one. <laughs> um, but only Ops 40 plus got the event. So out of that 177, Ops 39 and down are actually short 24,000 loot on that so far. But everything else is there. Here's your comp chest that came out. Uh, I wrote the wrong date. December 8th. That was Friday. You got 18,000 loot in a comp chest. So I have counted everything. And I have done no projections. So free-to-play loot thus far is 177000 and I have not started the uh, projection piece of this. But 
it is actually starting. I mean, it's looking okay here at this point. Okay. Looking okay at this point. Tribble says, are we getting Troy with the paid battle pass and event participation? I have not received confirmation to that question. I have asked. They have not, <coughs> excuse me, they have not outright answered that. Uh, so I, I want to hesitate, Tribble, on saying yeah, for sure, because she's missing in the SMSs, right? That's the big thing. She is not in the SMSs. Did they like they because she was broken? I, no. I read something of it. I don't, they fixed her. They did fix her. She's working fine now. But I, I just don't know. Maybe we can get her added into the SMSs uh, for weekends two and three. I don't know. But I don't have an answer on Troy right now. Okay. And you're right, Mimi says there's a ton of Troy shards in the rare ticket meta. If you're going to do all nine ticketed events every single weekend, I'd say the chances are good. But, I mean, that means you got to buy tickets. I, I don't know for sure. Okay. I don't know for sure. I can't answer that 1,000%. Any expected ads to the event store? Nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. But we're having we're still having conversations about it, but I don't I don't know. I've asked for a lot of stuff. I don't know if they're gonna change anything at this point. Don says, which would you prefer to try and max with event store loot, enterprise e data or Neelix? Man, that's a tough one. I gotta be honest with you, Don. If I could only do one, it's probably data for me because I'm not primarily flying a battleship right now. If I was flying a Tribune as my primary ship or a couple of other battleships, an Augur perhaps, I would probably I would probably really strongly consider Neelix. Okay. But I'd have to better consider the other side of that for his reduction for Voyager. I'd want to see the math of him yeah, higher up and see yeah, how much of the Neelix is really important for Voyager too. Yeah. They're both great. If I can just be frank with you, and I know this is obviously it's going to sound bad, and this is not the position of everybody, but to be perfectly honest with you, I'll probably buy enough loot so that I can do both. They're both very important to me. So I probably will spend on loot because I want to do both. They're both very important officers to me. Uh, Ginmon, great question. This deserves an answer. Wasn't the Borg Cube supposed to be in the event store? Yes, and it is. But remember what I told you when the cube came out. They were not going to source three. So if you got two board cubes in the opening arc, then, like, if you bought one on day one and then earned one through the paid battle pass, you are not going to get a third. They intentionally coded that bundle so that it is only showing up for blueprint redemptions if you have one or none cubes. If you have two cubes, you are barred from seeing the bundle. They are not allowing a third board cube at this time. Van Man says, and I've only got one, and it's not showing up for me. Then you can shoot me a PM. Ginmon says, I only have one, and I don't see it there. You can shoot me a PM if you would like, and we can investigate it. But you were not permitted to get a third board cube. Wow, really? Maybe a even second, then. Maybe it's just... So, wait, uh, okay, hang on a second here. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people saying this. So, if you have a board how many cube, blueprints? you cannot see it in the event store. Okay, how many, how many, 
How many blueprints towards the second cube do you have? Huh. How interesting. You know what? Probably 25 because that's what was given in the. You know what they've done? I will seek confirmation on this, but I bet they would only allow you to have the second cube if you paid the $100 last month. Maybe they weren't going to allow. Maybe that's what they did. If you bought one and then earned one. Or even earn one. Can they not one. see it? Or are they just restricted because it's only 75 shards that you can buy? No, no. They, they pulled the bundle down. I'd be willing to bet that they changed that, guys. If you got the one board cube from the $20 battle pass, that's what it is, guys. If you bought one for $100, they let you keep that as your second. But if you did the one with $20, they're probably not letting you see it in the second uh in the second one yeah i bet that's what they've done i'll see confirmation on that but i bet that's why it went down and then came back up because they pulled that bundle early guaranteed that they were fixed the targeting on that that must be what it is so they were only going to let 20 dollars battle pass owners get one and if you paid 100 then that was your second maybe that's what they've done i will see clarification see if i can help you guys out who um anything else real quick sorry that Paris, not necessarily. You know, somebody else told me that, that. That means they lied to us. No, they said they were very clear in their verbiage because I went back and double-checked it. No, you guys settle down. I, went, I was very specific in my messaging. I even went back and checked my notes, okay? You could get the Borg Cube for $100 on day one or $20 on day eight. And then they, they said free-to-play would be able to get it in the event store. That was as far as they went. That's right. Free-to-play could unlock it in the event store. That was their exact communication. And trust me when I say I know that because they reiterated with me multiple times that that was the verbiage I was to use, that free-to-play could unlock it in the December event store. All right, so nobody ever said that we were going to be flying two and three cubes. As a matter of fact, even when I asked if I could get a third cube, they specifically said that there was going to be targeting in place to prevent that. And what I'm guessing is the only reason I was able to get two is because I spent $100. Okay? Free to play would unlock it. That's right everywhere it matters. They did not, they said you won't be able to get three. They said it'll be available for free to play in the December event store. They did not say that $20 would get you two. I can understand why some of you guys might feel a little fussy about that, but they did not, they did not speak a mistruth. All right. I, I, I didn't understand the full, I didn't understand the full plan either, but they were very specific in the verbiage, and I've got I've to be honest with you, okay? They were very specific in the verbiage. Now I know why, but even me, I did not tell you incorrectly. The words that they spoke are true, all right? The words that they spoke are true. All right, uh, Shaitan, he says uh, the content creators could get three, though, right? I don't know. Let me see if it's in my store. 
It won't be because I got the battle pass. No, we're not going to get it. It won't be because I got the battle pass. So, yeah, there's that. All right. Is there anything else? Because I'd like to, I'd like to uh, get ready to go to bed. Oliver needs to go to bed. It's 1030. <laughs> we are up way hey, too late. I, oh, hi, Trader. I joined Discord just to ex- fully expecting the show would be over. And lo and behold. What time? Do we, yeah, but it's only been three hours. Yeah, not even two hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> okay. Ah, says the person who wanted to have like a two-hour show. I said two and a half. And I'm at two hours and 50 mm-hmm. minutes. We're not really that far off. <laughs> In all fairness, I said two and a half. And okay. we're at, we're at 250. That's pretty good in DJ's in DJ standard time. That okay. still falls within the realm of ish. Yeah, that's ish. Okay, we're pretty good. That's pretty close on, on DJ standard time. I got it. Um, so anyway, and, and yeah, everywhere it matters. I actually do appreciate that. Uh, I do appreciate you you kind of having my back on that. Guys, I'm the one that communicated it to you. Nobody else, okay? Now, they they gave me the verbiage, and now I understand why they were so specific about it, but even what I told you was not mistrue. They did not mislead anybody. They didn't lie. We, we made, myself included, made a few assumptions based on what I communicated to you, uh, but Echo didn't say anything different or, or anything like that, so... Uh, let me just let me just point out. All right, like you know, listen. I'll I'll go full rage on them when they deserve it. They spoke factually. They spoke accurately. We might have made a couple of assumptions, but even the questions that they answered to me were were answered honestly and truthfully. All right, so I I what you want me to wrap you up like a burrito? Okay, Oliver DJ's once wrapped up like a burrito. There we go. And with that, everybody, we should probably get ready to bounce uh, on the show for tonight. Thank you guys so very much. Nope, I'm not stalling eight minutes. I'm not going over the 30-minute mark. This is still DJ Standard Time Trader. We're good. I uh, can point out that uh, the free-to-play with the, you said 177, that's well within the amount to be able to buy the cube now. Was last shared, 75. Yeah, the blueprints so, are not that expensive uh, from what I saw. 168,000-ish. 168,000 would get you. So, guys, here you are on day eight of the event store. And those of you who were free to play and got your 25 board cube prints last month, here on day eight of the event store, you've gotten 177,000 loot, which would allow you to unlock your board cube, which means the rest of the month you can do on everything else. All right? You can do everything else that you find in the event store that, that interests you. All right? So, not a bad place to be. Thank you guys so very much. I appreciate y'all. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thanking you for visiting our show here tonight. Thank you for listening to our platforms. If you're on iTunes, uh, on any of the other platforms, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, thank you guys so very much. I'd like to invite you to visit our website at TalkingTrackSTFC.com That's TalkingTrackSTFC.com Where I'd like to invite you guys to check out the merch store, even our Patreon program where players can turn their name gold by contributing just $5 to our show. But if you do 10, then you get your name right on the show. By the way, I should probably point out, I've been told, Karkin, that this is a selling point. Just in case any of you guys were on the fence about joining the Patreon program, there is a Patreon-only chat room. It's all gold. So if you want access to the to the gold chat room, the 
then it's a, you can get it for five bucks. And it's called the Gold Patreon Chat, and it unlocks with a subscription at five dollars or higher per Good month. Ten dollars. Like in the chat room. Look at yeah, that. that's right. Ten dollars will get you access to uh, your name being read, and I would like to thank those players right now: Lord Nedix, Lady Cast Trader, Iron Shepherd, Army. Mechrack, Everhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pots, Big Shakes, Lobot, It's Hunter, Degora, Cruzita, and Susie, Hank, Ape, DJ Gur, MC101, Late Nighter, Light Bill, Louis P, Stormbringer, Bayonetta, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Purple Purr, Jet Ski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack, Vanium, Scorpionus, Archer, Indominus, Casey Jones, Chronic Break, Wet Willie, Joe, Canine, Tooster, Tail, A Fox, Judge Craig, G Force, but make Cam Q, Garrett, Game Jr., Admiral, In Water, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Kendall, Wardod, once more, Whips. Jagged never go full Tilly Blue Mandalorian Noxus Exhibitor for Max, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Schizoida, Welch Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, DJs Once Forbidden Tech, The Web, Balabomb, King 101, Garf One, Primal Fear, J Babes, Dark Knight, Pixelate, Lost in Buddy, Spectre, Yukai Nika, Diva, Dorsal, Ostronani, McLovin, DJ Screams My Name, Dragon Pirate, Shoopster, Griffin, Mean Bean, Thomas, Everywhere Matters, Mid Strangler, Scott, Shinara, Graduated, John, Rogue Five, Squirrel, Noggin, Kathy, Martok, It's Jess, Insanity, Richard, Paviala, DJs Better Refine More, ISO, Crowds, Cottontail, and Sweet and Psycho. Thank you guys for supporting Talking Trek, a registered trademark, and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Sam Meow for now. Love you, minute. We'll catch you on the next one, everybody. Good night.